Associate. Hello and welcome back. It's me, your original and most important and coolest and buffest and hottest intro maker, Aaron. <laughs> and I'm sick. Fuck it. What's going on, everybody? We're nerds. Welcome back. It's another week. I'm Jester954 here with everybody's favorite uncle, Aaron Junkler Van Damme Mueller, our resident camping Viking, Jimmy's John, and the guy who takes all of our profile pics for our butthole profiles. <laughs> camera. I mean, we're getting old, you know, when you get old, little, little pro tip here, I used to work for a, uh, an adult website. I used to, well, I used to do administrative work for porn sites for like five years. People would know porn nerds. And oddly enough, most old elderly men have an obsession with taking pictures of their anuses. Really? Yeah. So I used to work. So, uh, so hi everybody. We're nerds. This week we're going to talk about, uh, anuses. <laughs> Uh, it lives, it lives inside my ass. Newcomers <laughs> <laughs> right now. Yeah, so I used to work for uh, porn sites like basically the bros that bang in the bus and the kings of reality and the bear that dances, all that shit. Uh, secret, all porn sites, most 99.9 of them, they're all owned by the same like circle, like round table of dudes. It's all the same shit. Porn sites don't make their money off of porn videos. Porn sites make their money off of Fuck local sluts in your neighborhood. The little advertisements on top. Well, when you get desperate enough and you click those, basically they're Facebook websites. They're social media. They're social networking websites with a paywall <clears throat> with guys of dating. So it's like, and here's another pro tip. There's like, uh, there's like ebony only, Asian fetish, blonde haired white women. Like all these websites that are dedicated for. I want to fuck blonde white women. I want to fuck black girls. I want to fuck Asian girls. They're all the same websites with a different skin. So they just you you pay for the one you want, and it's literally just a skin on the same site. But do you see at least like does it at least filter your content? Sign up for the Asian one, and there's white girls, black girls, whatever. It's like they're all the same thing. Now that's where they make the same girls but with different skin. Yeah. So basically, they make all of their money off of the de- you know desperation sites, basically. And uh, so I used to do a lot of back office work, which is approving photographs because you have to be careful because small children get their parents' phones and upload shit. People upload, you know, there's rules like no blood, no fluids. Uh, and oddly enough, what we always would notice is old men have a fixation on anuses, and the all the all of their profile pics are just their butthole. It's fucking, <laughs> and it's just them. Girls <laughs> with pics. There's some guys with butthole pics, young and old. But for some reason, elderly, old, like 70s, 80s men <laughs> have this thing with their buttholes. So when we get to that age, Nathan is the one who's going to take our butthole pictures. It's funny because when you get to a certain age, it actually smooths out <laughs> the wrinkles of your. I don't know if it smooths out or if you just get so wrinkly. That it looks smooth, vice they, versa. They move from the butthole to the face. Uh, yeah, all me wrinkles have gone it's, to me face. Like they say, once you hit forty, the hair leaves the leaves your head and goes to your ass. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and then then you just have like a little donut looking 
bagel down there. Yeah. You don't think it's because when you get old, your nuts start to hang down further and further. And it's just like stretching the skin. Uh, that might all be the way up to your butthole. A little, like a little taut thing. Like it's pull, yeah. pulling the butthole and stretching out the, the smoothness. Yeah, right. Yeah, we got to the bottom. <laughs> One words, we talk about video games and movies and shit. Uh, buttholes. And buttholes sometimes. It's okay. It's okay, guys. For those who are still here, we appreciate you. How is everybody this week? Sick. Still. I was doing good until you started talking about buttholes. No, right? Fuck. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about It Lives Inside. There's a bunch of news. There was some Xbox leaks, and there's also some other news and stuff. We did get a lot of write-ins. I did want to take one off the top real quick, just because it kind of relates. So, uh, I did want to say this. I didn't tell you guys I was going to say this. So, I cut out like 45 minutes of last week's episode, because somebody had written in like a political question, and then we got into it, and then, I don't know, I just felt like this really isn't the place to have yeah. those conversations. Conversations because because I'm a of, Looney Tune. Yeah, and like the the thing is, is the conversations are way too polarizing, and I just it wasn't that like Aaron's wrong or I'm wrong or whatever. It's just that this isn't this the ain't place. The place, yeah, place to divide people. Somebody asked, like, basically, like, is anyone conservative? And like, no, for the most, you know, we're it seems we're all liberal dudes. Aaron's a little. I seems like Aaron might be the one the furthest over on the left. You know what I mean? But it doesn't mean that we judge or hate anyone for any leaning. Obviously, there are levels of just decency that people can have. So I'm also want- the cutest, so there is that, you know. Uh, I think that all any- tracks. <clears throat> someone did write in. I just wanted to knock this one out the way. Someone wrote in just saying something, something to what I said, and they're like, tell me again why Megan Fox can't be good at Mortal Kombat. <laughs> for people trying to think that what I'm saying is Megan Fox can't be good at Mortal Kombat because she's a girl. If you listened, I also said, if MGK, her boyfriend, famous rapper, Machine Gun Kelly, cool dude, extraordinary. He's a pop punk guy now, okay? He doesn't rap anymore. If he said he was like competitive level Mortal Kombat, I would also say he can shut the fuck up. You know why I know Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly aren't good at Mortal Kombat? Because I know what it takes to be good at fighting games. And I'm telling you, Megan Fox is not grinding in the lab, running combos with Cyrax. Neither of them are. And maybe they are. You know, like, I don't deny that maybe when their friends get together, they're the best one in the room. But, like, reading her little interview where she's like, I don't know, just my brain just works really well with the games and I can really see the combos. And, like, I'm just really good. I don't want to take that away. I just was thinking, like, hey, bitch, if you're going to say you're. That was super loud. That was was a. That was like a a Discord. (laughs) Your Uber Eats. (laughs) That's all I was saying was that. I don't think any super famous person has the time or the effort to become like competitive level at fighting games. Sure, I'm sure it can happen, but uh, yeah. And I like Megan Fox, and I really did want to like her. I'm going to talk some shit about her later because of Mortal Kombat. But, um, but yeah, I I wanted her to be good and all that shit. But um, and also her performance in the game lets me know that she's not good because she would have cared a little more. I'll just say it now: her performance in Mortal Kombat One, I beat it. I'll re- I'll review it. I'm going to spoil it. Not now, but later. Which I'll just do this later. Whatever. Anyways. So yeah, I just wanted to get that one out of the way. Uh, Being competitive level at fighting games is not something that you do casually. There's a reason why the FGC people are battling for, you know, 
tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars because it takes a lot. Well, and that's our next uh, boyfriend is going to be FGC. <laughs> that would be dope, dude. I mean, who knows? Whoever wins is going to get a million dollars. So That was an never... MGK joke. <laughs> oh, okay. Migja. MGK. Mig, mig. I saw him once. I went to WrestleMania in 2012. Machine Gun Kelly was the performer. I did not know who he was. So during the performance, I started. I tried to start a "We Want Wrestling," <coughs> clap clap clap. We want wrestling, which is what you chant when you're bored. And these two white, these two like, <laughs> like kind of like, what do we call them now? We can't use the word we used in middle school. White guys who want to be hood, uh, wanksters. These two wanksters, bro. They almost fought me. They were like, "Show some fucking respect." That's Machine Gun Kelly, and I was uh, like. <laughs> I was just I was the meme. I don't uh, even know who you are. And now he doesn't even rap anymore, dude. I think he's coming around again because I saw a clip of him. I think he still does at his punk punk shows. He like he does a little break where he raps to because yeah, I'm not gonna like, <laughs> rapping is a skill that you can practice and learn. And I'm not gonna deny this. I'm gonna talk shit about celebrities all the time, but Machine Gun Kelly's a pretty good rapper. He's not. He's fucking terrible. No, no, no. Here's the deal. He's a shitty dude and he's embarrassing, but I'm going to tell you as someone who like was a rapper, he is very competent at the skill of rapping. Like he I've is. heard his rap music and I thought it was not great. Uh, well, <clears throat> but I have a specific style of, I guess, you know, hip hop or whatever you want to call it that I like, which I, I like people who are smart. Well, there's something that also happens. Sometimes, there's something that happens with like I think the the greatest example in hip hop overall <coughs> is cannabis. Cannabis is one of the greatest lyricists. Oh yeah, of all time. But if you listen to any of his albums, they are dog shit. They are some of they are the worst. His albums are absolutely atrociously terrible. But if you hear him freestyling and battling, he's like he is like one of the goats. Of all time. He's like top 10 rappers of in existence. But he does not have one even decent album. His albums are atrociously bad. Uh, but I take I have my example from MGK. I saw a thing once where he was in a record store. And he was just sitting on a stool. And he was just rapping with no music. Just acapella. And it was <coughs> impressive. So the skill of flowing and spitting. He's really good at it. I'm not going to take that away from him. He's he's good, but he's also. But then you have to think substance. What are you talking about? Do I even give a shit? Image, whatever. That's but, where uh, my brain goes. Is like substance, right? Yeah. And I felt like substantively he was lacking. My brain I, goes to uh, how smooth is his asshole? <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly, I think, has a pretty smooth one. So I listen to his records. Yeah, it depends how uh, how tight she's tugging on them, them two little beanbags down there. I think it's how old he is. So I would say of rappers, you know, mainstream rappers, he's probably got one of the wrinklier assholes. That's you true. know, if we're talking about age, I don't listen to him anymore. You're right. <laughs> I've now deleted him <laughs> off of SoundCloud. <laughs> Burn his records. What a fair weather fucking fan you are. <laughs> okay. Boo yeah, this so man! His asshole's wrinkly. <laughs> yeah, the, the important topics. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dudes. But yeah, I don't know. We want to get into our weeks. 
Sure. I have actually quite a few things to talk about, so I'm going to go later, I think. Alrighty. Because I I got nothing to talk about because I haven't really done anything new. Wow. Oh, shit. I can go real quick. (laughs) I, uh, I've got to play uh, Liza P again for a bit uh, Friday, basically. And that was it. Um, but it's still terrific. I think they definitely improved it. Um, everything's just, I don't know. This game's so good. If you're a Souls fan, like you have to play this game. Yeah, I'll, great. <laughs> I'll say one of the things I've been doing, the only game I've really played was Liza P. I was like, all in on Baldur's Gate, and I kind of burnt myself out right near the end, which sucks. Like, I'm in that part where, you know, I need to finish it, but I'm, like, burnt out. Um, yeah. And then Liza P, I, I took a sick day on Tuesday, so I was like, oh, fuck it, it's out officially, I'll, I'll play it, you know? I ended up buying the upgrade. I didn't realize I could pay 10 bucks to do the digital deluxe. So I was like, of course I'm going to do that. I'll eventually buy a physical copy, but... Um, it's nice to let you do that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Not every game lets you do that like some games you have to buy the digital deluxe and if you buy the standard but you want the deluxe shit later you have to rebuy the game well this is even better i i didn't buy the game i have it on game pass so i got i just paid 10 bucks and got the digital deluxe content which are just some sunglasses a hat like a mask and then a um uh coat that's cool um yeah but i wanted to give them some money now because i'm gonna play it but yeah i'm with you james that shit is good I've been mad, and Kelsey was like, well, what were you mad about? Because I was like, you motherfucker. I was like, I got <laughs> stuck in a corner, and I went, no, 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 no. Oh, you motherfucker. Because, like, you know, I just got stuck in a, like, I kept trying to roll out, and it wasn't happening. And it's all them big-ass puppets. Um, but I'll say it's actually, I think, a lot more, I don't want to say fair than, like, Souls games. But I don't feel as much like, yeah, it's bullshit. There's one yeah. boss so far that I'm like, mm, I summoned for him. I summoned a uh, specter because yeah. it was a boss, then a boss, you know, like you have a full health bar boss with two phases oh, and then yeah. a boss. So it was very much Genichiro uh, and Ishin. And I was like, if you get two, I get two. So I brought my specter and then I brought <laughs> the wish box that lets me heal the specter Uh yeah. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I haven't got that yet. That's cool. Yeah, you when you get if you've if you've got Geppetto, the next guy you kind of go after, um, he'll give you that aspect, and then a way you can upgrade some shit. So, but yeah, okay. it's fucking great, and the weapons are really cool. Like, well, I got the second guy that like you get out of the warehouse and everything, okay. and like the upgrades for your um your robot arm or whatever. Shit, maybe cold. that's maybe that's not who it was. You rescue some people and you can lie to some people and do stuff and Right. I'll tell you the wolf head guy. Uh don't lie to him. He's your boss weapon guy. I lied to him and almost had to fight him, so <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> Yeah. because uh, I was like, I don't trust this guy. He's like a fucking looter, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I lied to him and then uh he came later and was like, Hey bitch <laughs> I happen to know you awesome. fucking lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the game looks terrific. I think the the weapon customization is really fun because mm-hmm. if you find a move set you like with a certain handle, you can basically put any blade on it. So I've been running an axe with like the 
like the starter sword, um, the balance sword move set on it. Oh, you're using the fire axe. Yeah, just the head of it. Yeah, <clears throat> and. I don't know. It's just awesome. That weapon customization is really good. I have heard people say that the boss weapons are just like overall way stronger and they can't be customized. So, yeah, in the end, you just end up using those. But um, you can just so you know, for the boss weapons, you can actually change their statistical bonuses. So I made it so my I use a boss weapon, but I made it so it has better uh, strength or motivity. Yeah, you can do that, but uh, you just can't change the moveset. Yeah. Right. You can't adjust. You can't take the handles or the blades off. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Any um, so are there cool weapons or are they all just. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, dude, they're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like different type of weapons and shit. Oh, there's, there's like, like an umbrella. Giant that pipe wrenches. There's yeah. like the dagger. The what is this one called? The salamander dagger, which is like fiery. I mean, you can use this baton. There's like. Yeah, yeah there's there's um there's a bunch of different bunch types of, of shit. Yeah. So, and, yeah there are, and there are monsters. Well, so far I've seen like infected human people. So yes. right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I hear I mean I guess this is like not real spoiler spoiler. I hear it's it does the bloodborne thing where yes. you start it and you think it's something. Like bloodborne spoilers for bloodborne. You start, you think it's werewolves, and it's H.P. Lovecraft. It's fucking squid face monsters. And <clears throat> that and is what Jesse told me that broke me and made me have to play Bloodborne. Yeah. He was like, I was like, dude, fuck Bloodborne. That game sucks. Like, whatever. I don't even care about werewolves. And he was like, oh, you it's still don't know. <laughs> but yeah, then... you think it's puppets, and then it's not. I think I heard what it is. And I think that's awesome. And I feel like I could see the correlation uh, with the whole Pinocchio thing. And I hope it's what I think it is. Uh, and it seems cool. I definitely am going to buy it. But I've just bought too many games. I'm I'm just tripping over games right now. And it would be dumb for me to buy it right now. But I, I almost want to buy it because I want them to get that money right away. Because this is an independent studio. And this is their first big release. Mm-hmm. I probably should just buy it. It's not like I'm not going to. But I also have to rebuy Cyberpunk and I have to buy Spider. <coughs> not and I have to buy Lords of the Fallen. I've definitely already bought it on PC and I bought the digital too and I'm pretty sure I'm I was I don't know. I was looking at the damn uh, special edition thing. Yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> definitely getting a physical copy for sure. Yeah. Um like I this game is really great awesome it is yeah and i was stuck like hard stuck at that boss and then i took a day and i just sat around all day watching sex education because the new season dropped and uh fucking farmed uh throwing items so i use throwables in this more than i've ever done in any game any of these souls games because they're very strong and they're very handy so um i did that and then i went in and through five of these electric things at the second phase and then fucked his ass up. It was, uh, it was good. So yeah, I'm really yeah, into it. I'm Sorry. Not... I can't do the throwing stuff. Yeah, I know. I just oh, work. Times. I, I, I try sometimes, but I'm just, I'm, I hoard all my shit. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a good idea. Cause they don't tell you that the bosses you kill, like you're going to get 
like so i just assumed that i mm-hmm. would have a chance to make something out of them later so i didn't use mine. <laughs> yeah yeah i did the same thing because I, I was like they didn't tell me shit i could have fucking used this thinking i'm like yeah. smart They've pulled from souls so much that I yeah. was like, I there's definitely gonna be something. Yeah. It's very good. If you're on the fence, if you have Game Pass, it's there right now. I mean, it is Oh yeah. If you like Souls games. No brainer. It's probably my favorite Souls like at this point. Like Oh, yeah, by far. I think they've done some things. I know yeah. it's blasphemous and I said it to you. I was like, I think they've some of this stuff is better than Souls games. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've heard it's the best Souls like yet. That is. Oh yeah, yeah, and I'm with you, James. There's some things that I'm like, this actually does like some of these functions and features work a lot better. Yeah, yeah. The one thing I hate that they even the movement feels better. I like some of the weapon, the weapon customization things cool. One thing I wish they would have kept is leveling at the bonfire instead of having to go to Hotel Crad all the goddamn time. Yeah, but I mean, you can't always go there, which, yeah. like the, but they did that in uh, Dark Souls 3, though. Yeah, it was really annoying. <laughs> and right, in 2. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, the one thing they, what was I going to say? Oh, they do give you the pocket watch, like a homeward bone, pretty much for yep. free right away, right which away. is really nice. Yeah. yeah. Do you lose your souls for nope. using? Oh, no. wow. It'll either transport you back to the hotel or to the last bonfire. Yeah. So if you're doing some farming and you're just like trying to level up and whatever, you can uh, go do a run. And then if you finally hit where you can level and you want to go put your level in right away, you can just use your pocket watch and go right back to the lady. And, mm-hmm. you're, you know, yeah, yeah that's really nice. Yeah. Wow. And uh one thing I did yesterday, too, was to get some levels, was I went back and cleared all the guys I was too scared to fight. <laughs> There's a lot of, like, guys I just <laughs> run past because they hit me for, like, three quarters of my health. <coughs> I went back and killed all them big fuckers. Mm. And it was a lot easier. In the warehouse? Uh, it was in Monster Village part, which is oh, next yeah. for you. Yeah, there was a big guy that burst yeah, through, like, a... Yeah, there's a guy that pump burst through a gate, and I was like, you fat bitch, I just ran. I was like, hell no. <laughs> Is this so a Castlevania castle? <laughs> yeah, dude, there's so much cool shit. And it, yeah, it's really, it really, really good looking. Uh, <laughs> it looks terrific. <laughs> yeah. it's It reminded me, actually, there's a lot of um, Steel, what is the one with the Marie Antoinette puppet? Steel Rising. Steel Rising. But, like, yeah. all the good stuff from Steel Rising. Like, I like a lot of what's in there from that game, actually. Um, what about yeah. the Is the story good? Oh, the story's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It actually has a story, which is nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I look forward to it. I I miss the I miss the format of a Souls game. Mm-hmm. I'm playing other things, but it's just... Got it. I'm so comfortable with a bunch of... <laughs> And then I know, okay, I just go forward until I find another bonfire. Mm-hmm. Like, I miss. Yeah. There's just, there. yeah, like there's so many layers to like the stuff and like you don't have to necessarily use it. And I mean, even like the blade has its own ability and then the handle has its own ability. I never way. use the handle, by the way. Well, it just depends what it is for me. Like the handle I have is like a blocking Mm-hmm. thing it just enhances your blocking so i don't really use it but and then like you have this they have this mechanic 
where you're supposed to like you use that you have like a grindstone on your like other arm and you can fix the durability of your weapons like whenever by using that grindstone and then they add like an element to that where you can actually make your weapon have fire or electric or something by using mm-hmm. the grindstone like yeah. there's just so many elements fuck yeah yeah they really they really the dual, killed it the dual uh belt thing mm-hmm. is actually better now like i didn't like it very much when i did the demo yeah but it's not as noticeably like annoying now they um, make it so i put top belt is always my heel and um my wish box for healing my guy if i want to and then all my yeah. useful shit I put on the bottom belt. So then I just always stay on well, the bottom. Well, then you also have the other. You have a quick menu, too. Yeah. I don't use that one because I get scared. I'll fuck myself up with it. I just keep, like, my pocket watch on that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Basically. Yeah. they. It looks terrific. It's, <clears throat> it's, it is really great. Like, I, right now, am easily at a nine. And I could see it going up, potentially. Okay. Yeah. It's up there. It's up there for me too. I'm I'm probably in a nine. Yeah. Hopefully Maybe. we get. We'll see. Hopefully. I mean, I are I know a spoiler, so I don't want to say it, but they've kind of teased a second game already. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They. Uh, if they're gonna they're... make, if they're gonna make a game and it's successful, they're for sure gonna follow up on it. So that's well. Weird. I mean. This is like it's interesting. I'll we'll talk about it once you know James and I finish the game. Um, yeah, but it goes. It's like they're gonna make fairy tales. I don't know about fairy tales, but like these kind of stories into Souls games. Like they're gonna go to another universe. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah, if it actually if it stays this theme too, like it's yeah, be cool. like a dark take on that kind of yep. thing is yeah, yeah. So oh hell yeah. But as far as games, that's it. And then I finished Wrestlers on Netflix. Uh, it's I I eight point five nine on that as well. Um, it's it's really great. I enjoyed it. There's. <coughs> I don't know. It's really fun God, if you can seeing what they go through and um, they kind of the they build up to something in the last episode which is cool and I don't know. It's just like a really strong moment at the end of the, the docuseries too. So I think it ends very well and um, yeah, I don't know. I we're definitely looking into tickets to go see it since we're only like an hour, hour and a half away. So <clears throat> go to a show maybe, but yeah, I definitely recommend wrestlers. If you're into wrestling at all, or even if you're not, it's a good little, just a good docuseries. If you want to, you know, see the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. And even if you're <coughs> not, to re- if you're going to cough, leave the room, please. If, uh, if you're into, if you're not into wrestling, I would still highly recommend look up tiny shitty wrestling shows at like VFW halls or like boys and girls club. Look for those in your town and go to one because they're super fun. Even if you don't care about wrestling, there's something about just the, like a wrestling show when you go into a room and there's a wrestling ring and you're like, Oh, this is dumb. These guys are going to come out of here and play fight. It's, it goes away. 
as soon as like music hits and some fucking dude comes out and he's like, and you're just yelling, fuck you, you fucking suck. And it's like, (laughs) it's so much. I'm telling you, Aaron, I'm telling you, dog, like I'm going to take you to one. And I've been, I've been to Monday night raw, dude. No, I know. No, 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 no. You got to go to little time shit. It's a blast. (laughs) You got to go to like an indie show. That's you. It's like high school gym. There's always like a bad. I went to one where they were playing all their entry music out of this piece of shit Chevy Blazer, and it was so fun. They're fucking great. And also, those guys work a lot harder than the freaking millionaire dudes on Monday Night Raw. Like, it's it's pretty awesome. It's a lot of fun. Hell yeah. But yeah, that's it for me. I don't really have anything. I With the move, anytime I have, like, open time, I end up working on shit, so. Alrighty. Uh, what you got, Nate? Because I also am going to do Mortal Kombat. At the end of mine, um, I watched uh, "It Lives Inside." Is that it? Yep. So did I. We're, we're going to review that definitely. Fuck yeah! And uh, I also watched, um, what's the name of the Talking Heads? Oh, how was that? It was really good. Uh, something. Stop making sense. Something yeah, like something like that. Stop me. No. Fuck. It was a live vi- <laughs> movie they shot. I saw a preview yeah. for it. I don't Stop even like. making sense. Yeah. And so- it was a concert. Like, uh, they just filmed a, you know, a live performance, and it was really good. Do they do any of the behind-the-stage stuff and, like, interview-type stuff with it? None of that. It's just. Okay, it's just the show. <laughs> Just the show. Oh, okay. Cool. It was like a documentary. All right. But it was yeah, still- I like the music documentaries a lot, but I mean, yeah. if it's, I have to be in the band to watch just the show one. <laughs> yeah. Like even bands I really love, I would buy the DVDs, but I really just want to watch the behind the scenes stuff because I mean, live shows are good, but I don't know. It's, I, Same I feel that as it ever was. It's, I feel like it's a little harder for me to just watch. <laughs> concert is because live doesn't usually sound better than a record sometimes it does behemoth evangelia heretica which is a great yeah, i mean you know of course you're just talking about live shows but this is like uh david byrne the the lead singer or you know or writer or he, he uh he breaks it it's a little more theatrical like it starts off each band member like it starts off just with him, and then each each band member comes in for a song. So it starts off just with him, and I think he sings uh, "Psycho Killer" just with the guitar. And then the bassist comes in, and then they just do a song, and then the drummer comes in, and uh, so it's kind of like building, and then uh, and then it just gets crazy, like they're running back and forth. It's uh, it's definitely like not like a regular live show. It's very, you know, it's almost like a little play. You're watching a little theater play. That's cool. Nice. I have a friend who likes them. Maybe I'll try to watch it with them because I don't really know much about Talking Heads. I know they're I know they're good, but there's a lot of bands I know are good but don't know anything about. I just remember he had the big jacket, right? Like that big wide shoulder jacket he would wear. Yeah, like the big suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For no reason. It's just, <laughs> it's just big. It just has a big it's a, suit. It's a funny hat. Exactly. So there's like a, a silliness to it, 
a playfulness. Like he he dances with like a uh, a lamp, like a tall lamp, and he kind of like you know dips the lamp and then like dips it the other way and like a whole he does like a whole dance like. So uh, I guess you have to be kind of like in in a silly mood for kind of like the nonsense of it. Okay. Fuck you, dude. And uh, what else did I do? I tried to get tickets to go get an autograph by Mark Hamill. Woof! How oh, much nice. did that cost? Hundred fifty? Five hundred bucks. dollars. I was gonna say Adam West and Burt Ward like five years ago were two hundred a pop. Jesus. Yeah, they just oh. went on sale uh, for Fan Expo, San Francisco. So uh, me and Larry, Larry was my uh, my co-pilot on this. We were like trying to organize, and he got one, but I couldn't get anything. Oh, so nice. Larry has the luck of the devil too. He really he, does. He does. He does pray to the devil and <laughs> offers a sacrifice every month or two months. I still want to get Keaton, man. I need to get Keaton. Keaton yeah. would be a good one. That would yeah. be a great one. They, I don't know what I would, what do you want to have him sign? My balls. Um, I mean, I got balls. a lot of Batman 89, 89 stuff in my collection, so I would definitely have to figure out what in that I want him to sign. Like a comic or like VHS? Because like they, um, just, they just came out with the know. comics again. I have an old comic from when the movie came out. Yeah, oh, that's a good I one. Also have I have some comics that on the back of the book, like the back of the book, was advertisements for Batman Returns, and there's three different ones, and I got all those, which would be cool. I don't know. Those I got are, statues. I got all kinds of yeah. shit. I got like I would think I do a, have like CDs from that movie, like the Prince one. I don't know. There's a bunch of shit I could yeah. sign. <laughs> I would think the 89 VHS tape because like the comic, it's like, well, he doesn't really have things to do with comics. Uh, so I would think like the, I would have him. So I would have him sign a VHS tape, I think. Yeah. So be- the thing with the comic though, is they make the artist like the blank variants. And so like, I got the Batman 66 comic that was a blank variant and I had Burt Ward and Adam West sign that. So it's just their signatures on the face of the comic and at the top. Yeah. And it looks real good. So if it was like that, I would do that. (laughs) But I don't know if 89 has one. (laughs) Are you going to get it graded? No, that's for me. I don't care. Graded because then you can never open it again. I have it in why would a you, comic why would book you open case. It? I don't care. Just, yeah, I, I, it's not. I look, it's for me. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I open. Like, if I buy a record that I know I'm never going to play and I buy it literally just be, I still open it. If you're going to get something signed by Adam West, you don't fucking open it. <laughs> I know. Like, what, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> 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 out of here. <laughs> well, it is a comic. So, I mean, it was open. But like I, they both signed it. I sleeved it, put it in a hard case, and then put it in a framed, like a comic book frame with a glass face and everything. Like I, it's for me. Like I've been asked if I would get it graded or anything, and it's just I, I had. I mean, it's I don't care. Like I don't care if it's got a high grade. I don't care if it's, you know, it was a great experience. And I mean, 
that's all. I mean, I just got it because that was one of the first Batman I knew. So <laughs> growing up, you know, like it's yeah. for me. I'm like, oh, I have two records that are still sealed, but one of them is an In Flames record because I have two, and the other one is the Death Stranding, the music from Death Stranding, because it was so bizarre that I found a copy of that soundtrack, and shortly after I found it, I told myself, don't open this because you're not going to listen to it and it's worth money. Maybe you'll resell it one day. And then the guy from the band died, the lead singer from. Oh, Jima's favorite band that he got to do the music for the game, which the music for that game is incredible. He died. So I was like, oh, let me not open it. But I'm pretty sure I will open it because the music is just so good. If anyone's played Death Stranding, you'll know because like the first, not the opening cutscene, but like when you first start playing the game, they do a really good job at, at integrating like actual like music with lyrics. Your first and, day at FedEx or whatever. Yeah, my first day at FedEx. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, can't wait to play that phone. Play that game what? on my phone. Why don't you just download the music and not open it? Because I'm a fucking vinyl snob. My God, I'm never gonna it's give it's you anything <laughs> for preservation. It's <laughs> bro. It's different when you spin the wax. The sound is warmer, bro. Like I don't yeah. know. It's just like it. It's it's not different. If anything, to, let's be honest, digital is better. But it's not. It it really isn't. Uh, but. It's just a preference thing, you know, collector bug and hoity-toity freaking collector shit. But you're um, saying that, and then you open them, and Nate is going to scream in collector. Yeah, I don't know. I'm <laughs> Every spin, you're deteriorating the vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. It's there, though. I still have it. I'll That's open. a good one. That's a good one. It's a good uh, item for the collection. That's awesome. No, you have a great vinyl collection every time you post i'm like oh. thanks man very it's impressed it's not a lot but i got one coming should be here this week but that's about that's my week i didn't do much um uh, you know last week i spent a lot of time editing so i kind of had some free time so uh you know i was gonna message you guys like hey what video game do you recommend what oh, should shit. i play for the show damn uh -huh. We'll give you something like for next week, yeah, for sure. Dark Souls remaster on Switch since you're a Switch buddy. It's not doesn't play great, but <laughs> well, I have a I have a PS5 too, so it doesn't. Have oh to be, shit! Doesn't have to be the Switch. I know you guys hate the Switch. I don't. I I, I I play yeah. mine. I play mine usually after work for a little bit. I'm trying to finish up um, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I'm in the, I'm in a part where you have to find something in the underground and I fucking hate the underground. At first it was like novel, you know, <laughs> and then it was annoying. Every, everywhere there's like, the, there'll be like a guy that'll be like, there's a treasure chest down there and you go over here, I'm gonna X Mac marks your spot or whatever. And then you go to your nearest like light route teleport spot to it. And there's a fucking mountain in between you every time. Every single time, and you have to shoot a thousand arrows with light bulbs on them to light your way around it, and then you get like a shirt. And I have all the shirts most of the time because a lot of the like old costumes I get through the amiibos. So then a lot of that's just been repeats, and it's been really depressing. But um, <laughs> yeah, we'll give you a uh, we'll give you a, a game to play on PS Five. Actually, let's let the uh, listeners write in too. Yeah. 
Make your voices heard. <laughs> Let your voice be heard. All right. All right. So we will switch <clears throat> recommendations for Nate. Yeah. No. All right. Switch or PS5. Okay. Switch or um, just a game. Yeah, basically just a game recommendation. Plus extras to you, but yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Then I'll go. I'll go through my week. I've played it. Oh, f- didn't you say you had a bunch of stuff? Well, I just have things I watch, but you'll go into Mortal Kombat 1. I think that'll be a deeper review. Okay, cool. Um, so I watched season four. Then the last season of Sex Ed dropped on Friday, and I watched the whole thing this weekend because I didn't do anything all weekend because I was sick. Um, it was bittersweet. I cried a couple times. Um, there's some parent stuff in there that, you know, that always gets me because I got dead parents um, or dead parent. Um, but it's also just a really bittersweet end to the show, to the series. I really loved all those characters. So knowing it was over and kind of how it ended, um, was sad, but nice at the same time. It's a good ending. They, they kind of give everybody their due and everybody has a moment so you can kind of see where their future is going. And, and I think they did a really good job. And overall, it's a really great show. Um, I'm going to, that show, like the series itself is like a nine and a half out of 10 for me. I love it. The season's probably yeah. closer to like a eight, low eight, high seven, seven, five, something like that. There's things I didn't love. The one thing that holds that show back for me in a 10 out of 10 is it relies heavily on a will they, won't they romance. And that is a fast track to me <clears throat> quitting a show, basically. I hate that. I was forced to watch Friends when I was uh, with my first live-in girlfriend. And after Ross and Rachel, I can't fucking do it anymore. Like, (laughs) if a show starts to like, hey, you like both these characters, will they ever like each other? Who knows? I'm like, fuck you. Get better at writing. Because it doesn't have to be every season ends with something stopping these two from being together, you know? Like, you can write conflict for characters that doesn't have to be romantic you know uh so that's like an instant turnoff for me but they handle it pretty well in this show and it's not as central the the more you get into the seasons it's a pretty central point to the first season and then it's like a big point for two of the characters but it's not everything for the whole show you know Mm -hmm. they really give uh you a lot of characters to love um so yeah was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. If I wasn't watching that, I was playing Lies of P, or I was doing both at the same time, uh, farming and just watching Sex Ed. Um, Lies of P is great. I love it. Uh, I it's it's gonna be up there, man. It it's gonna be hard for me to to pick my game of the year. I'm like, obviously, it's fucking <laughs> Baldur's Gate three, but I haven't even thought about Baldur's Gate three since I started playing this because mechanically. This is a better game. I, yeah. I shouldn't even say that. It's more my taste. Well, it's different games, though. Yeah. Yes. They're different yeah. styles. It, they both this, play mechanically well for what they're in. Yes. And Baldur's Gate, as as much as I love it for this, is a little too deep sometimes. Like, I like that Liza P. I'm just focused on fighting shit. You know, like, I'm not thinking about, like, deep choices and whatever. There are lies and, and truths you can pick between, and there, you know, there. I think there's ramifications to it, but it's not like I have to sit and watch a cutscene or whatever, you know, like, I'm just fighting, and that's great. Um, I have been sick, and I got antibiotics, which have been giving me 
great diarrhea a lot all the time, which is wonderful. <laughs> has not fixed my sickness at all, but uh, has definitely made me shit every five minutes. Um, and I've been sick, and that sucks. Uh, I did my first telehealth, and that's how I got. So I went to the doctor last week, and my doctor was like, yeah, just keep taking whatever Theraflu shit you're taking. Don't worry about it. Bye. And uh, gave me some cough pearls, which haven't helped. <clears throat> so then by Saturday, I was like, that was Tuesday. So then by Saturday, I was like, I got to get antibiotics because like I'm sp- spitting out green loogies, you know, that means there's infection somewhere. So I did that and got antibiotics, but then I had to push back my Crohn's meds because that was Thursday, but I was sick and I didn't want to p- take my sick ass into a place full of immunocompromised people, right? Because everybody there is in some form immunocompromised. So I had to cancel that. And I have to wait a full week after <clears throat> the antibiotics, which I thought were going to be five days, but they're like seven days worth of them or six days worth. So I might have to text a nurse. This is all medical shit, but I, my nurse, uh, the the main, the RN at my IV place is super nice. Texted me like, hey, we want to reschedule, you know, what, whatever. So I told her I'm on um, antibiotics. She was like, we recommend a week. So I thought it would be done by Wednesday because I thought Saturday to Wednesday is five days, whatever, right? So then I counted all the pills. I'm like, bitch, I'm not done till fucking Friday. And I set my appointment for Thursday. So I'm going to text her tomorrow and be like, are we good if I just finish up a day ahead? You know, like if I want a day less than a week because I don't want to make I don't want to wait. And next week I'm going to have to go get blood work done and then go get my IV in the same day. Which sucks. Fuck yeah. That's two hands that they're going to be stabbing, but you know, whatever. Um, other than that, I watched No One Gets Out Alive. Or, uh, no, what's it? No One's Going to Save You? <laughs> I think I made that name up. What's it called? Save You? No One Will Save You. Man, what a... No One Gets Out Alive is another movie completely, but I watched No One Will Save You, which is a really cool alien horror movie on Hulu. Um I turned. I put that on while I was working today because I was doing kind of a mindless task. I was looking up all this stuff back and forth between two sheets, and you know, just kind of <clears throat> validating data. <clears throat> so I had that on, and there's not a lot of dialogue. So there's no dialogue really, um, but it's a really cool movie. And the aliens in it were very cool. They were grays, so they were like variations on your standard gray alien. But it was very cool. It doesn't give you a lot of explanation. I don't. I'm not going to spoil anything because I want everyone to watch it. So um, I won't talk too much. But they give you like an insight into the aliens, but they don't explain anything. You know, which I love. I want to be able to like work out through the interactions with the aliens and whatever monster kind of their nature. But I don't want it to be like a scientist goes, "I've been studying them for 35 years, and here's what I know," and then you get exposition dump. You know. Um. <clears throat> but it's really cool. It's very claustrophobic and intense. President <coughs> Bob and Charlie Chaplin are in it? Wait, really? No, I'm just trying to make a joke how it's silent. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my bad. Um, there's not um, a, a lot of there's, dialogue, right? She says, I want to say like two sentences in the whole movie. And there's a little bit of like radio chatter here and there that you hear, but yeah, no, there's no dialogue. It's very cool. I think it's worth the watch just for that because, you know, like the reviews have been really good for it and for a movie not to have a lot of, you know, barely any dialogue to 
be getting yeah. such great reviews. It made me think of how much when we were right, like when we would sit to write together, we would be like too much exposition. Why do we write so much exposition? Everything is yeah. like, I need to make a character explain everything because I don't know how to show it. And I'm like, this guy literally wrote a movie that's just action. <clears throat> and so it's good lessons. Yeah. And the main girl carries, like the main actress carries this movie really well for having zero dialogue, you know, like. She expresses a lot through just expression, you know, just facial expressions and movement. So it's really cool. <coughs> really well shot, really well directed, I think. So definitely check it out. And we'll do a more in-depth review once everyone has had a chance to watch it. Because I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, I'll watch it. Sounds good. And I said I had a lot, but that's it, actually. I just played a lot of Liza <laughs> P and watched Sex Ed. But none okay. of you guys have watched Sex Ed, so I didn't really want to talk too much. Yeah. All right. Well, what do I got? So first off, my Predator vs. Wolverine issue showed up today. I'm going to read it. I'll review it next week. I'm excited about that. Uh, second, I went to Marumi Sushi just two days ago. Two nights ago. It's a Japanese place we have here. It's very good. Better than I remember. I haven't been there in about a year or two. Yeah, I need to go back. Actually, let's go there sometime soon. Let's go there because I just went there and like I think three people who I were with have been to Japan and they were like they all were like well one of them already knows about Marumi and even they were like yeah man this is the the most legit Japanese place anywhere near here like when you go in there there's Japanese people eating there uh, and well, just dope. I just and the place. the main chef used to run a place called Hiro's Yakosan which I think is still open in Av- uh, Aventura oh it's not no I said I didn't know that. Oh yeah, so he he, the main chef who opened Marumi was the guy who opened Hiro's Yakosan, um, and then I guess he split with <clears throat> that restaurant, or you know I guess moved or whatever. So that restaurant's still open, but that was a very famous, uh, famously good sushi place in Aventura. Okay. Yeah. Sick. Yeah, that was good. I just had a bunch of sushi and some yakinuki and shit like that. Whatever. Uh, so it was dope. Uh, next is, it's not here yet, but I'm still shining self-titled record. I'm very excited for that. It's supposed to be really good. It's already out. You can look it up. The band is called Shining. The album is called Shining. The cover is like a painting of some dude's face. It's painted in blood. You should listen to it. I haven't heard it, but I hear it's really good. Very excited about that. Uh, and then MK1. Okay. I beat the story mode. <sighs> I'm going to spoil the story mode for Mortal Kombat 1. I don't care. Also, so fast forward five minutes if you don't want to hear it, but I'm telling you it's fine. (laughs) I'm telling you, because I would tell you, if it was something respectable, I wouldn't spoil it. I'm not going to sit here and describe the whole thing. I'm not going to, because it's too much. But for what we know is the other Mortal Kombat's on all this fucking time shit, I fucked up by not finishing the DLC for Mortal Kombat 11. If you... Did not play the Aftermath DLC. Do not play the story mode for this yet. Go watch that because it had some stuff missing. Anyways, that was my fault for not watching that or playing that because whatever. The Mortal Kombat 1 story mode starts and it's awesome. They have rebooted the universe. It's amazing. We already went over so many differences. Fucking Kwai Liang is Scorpion. There is no Hanzo. Bihan Sub-Zero and he's alive. This is nuts. Oh my god, it's so great. They're doing this great job telling this story. What a refreshing take. The last couple of games have all been this time paradox shit. 
by Mortal Kombat 11, there's like multiple Johnnies. There's like a young Johnny and an old Johnny and an evil Scorpion and a good Scorpion. And there's like all the time, whatever. You have multiple timelines and there's multiple versions of every other person. It's like there's two versions of everybody, depending on what timeline they're from. And it becomes this big time paradox mess. And then I see this. Wow. They reset the universe. We're starting from scratch. And this game starts. And the first half, two-thirds, 65%, is amazing. I'm just so impressed by the maturity of the story and how it's, like, taking itself pretty serious. And I'm like, wow, they're really, like, doing some cool stuff. It's great. No. No. No, no, no. Ed Boon has to do this. He has to turn this shit into a jump, a, a, a jumping shark, schlock fucking mess. He had to do the Western thing and just make it a complete joke. So what happens at the the third, the last third of the game is, is that Liu Kang is like he had reset the universe and he's trying to keep everything going normal, right? And we're like, who the fuck's fucking up the timeline he set up? Because he set up a universe where things would be good. He took he took Shang Tsung and he made him like a a, a washed up snake oil salesman, and he he diverted all the bad evil guys that would have won. Because mind you, if you know the true timeline and the true outcome of the Mortal Kombat universe is that Earthrealm loses and Shao Kahn wins. That is the truth. That is the truth, that is the reality, and that is just what happens. In the true, natural course of the universe and time, Shokan wins, and that's okay to accept it, but he doesn't. He resets the timeline, and we have to start over. So Liu Kang kind of cheats, right? So he kind of like kind of pushes all the bad guys into different corners of the universe and strips some of their powers, and he makes all the good guys all nice and shit. And somehow we're, we're like, yo, who's rounding up the bad guys? Who's making the bad guys powerful? This is where I fuck up by not watching the Aftermath DLC for Combat 11. So apparently at the end of that game, it's him versus Shang Tsung, and they're fighting, and Liu Kang defeats Shang Tsung. Obviously, apparently he didn't. So out of nowhere in this game, Shang Tsung shows up. And he's like, well, we already have a Shang Tsung from this timeline. He's like, I'm the other Shang Tsung from the other timeline, and you didn't actually kill me, Liu Kang. And I'm like, oh no, they're, what are they doing? And what ends up happening is, Shang Tsung shows up like, I have my own evil timeline, and I've brought evil versions of everyone here. So once again, we have a good Sub-Zero, an evil Sub-Zero, a good Johnny Cage, an evil Johnny Cage, it, the whole thing. So now we've doubled the cast, and everyone's, like, fighting their evil counterparts. So, you guys following? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so this is where it gets really fucking stupid. So Liu Kang's like, we just, we have to win. What do we do? And someone's like, we didn't even think about this. Why don't we go into all of the other timelines and collect our other versions of ourselves to fight a war against Shang Tsung? So the end of Mortal Kombat 1 is literally... Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of warriors fighting it out. Mind you, we span Mortal Kombat 1 all the way through Mortal Kombat Armageddon again. So we're all the way at the end of Mortal Kombat Armageddon racing up the pyramid. And there are... It's just an endless 
it's an endless desert of warriors fighting to the death. And it's just hundreds of Sub-Zeros, hundreds of Liu Kangs, hundreds of Johnny Cages. And they're all different. And it becomes this really like jump the shark moment where it's like you fight like you fight a Sonya, but she's got like a Kano eye. And you fight a, a Quan Chi, but it's Sub Chi, and it's Quan Chi with Sub Zero powers. And you fight like so, all these. So they am- went multiversal, basically. <laughs> yes, it becomes a Marvel movie. Like you know the oh, end. No. <laughs> you know the end of Ant Man when there's like a hundred Kangs and they're all him, but they're all kind of different. Yeah, they do that, yes. and, and it's oh shit. It sucks because. I thought we were gonna like be patient and take our time to tell the to tell a new era of Mortal Kombat. And this one game spans the entire history again and ends with this giant, silly slapstick Benny Hill fight. Like comedic fight. Like there's even like well, joke it's, it's interesting that they titled it Mortal Kombat One as well, because you would think they were setting up to like, okay, we're resetting and we're gonna start again because it was too crazy, you know, like yeah. Like you said, it was getting a little wild, so we're going to kind of go back to our roots. Yeah, no. I mean, you, I thought something was off when this is called Mortal Kombat 1. The story mode has 15 chapters, and chapter 1 is the entire Mortal Kombat 1 tournament. So I'm like, wait a minute, the tournament's over. Like, we're, oh, I guess we're going a little bit further. And by the end of it, no, no, no we're going to spend the whole combat series again. And they do a really good job at cutscenes and the dialogue there's a lot of just straight dialogue and it's written really well also it was written really smart to where they knew how to like use one line of dialogue to give you context for two people's relationship completely like they found smart ways to like l- fill you in on information like whoever wrote this whoever like was the who wrote the treatment and wrote the story is very good give that person a raise they did a really good job at like writing the story and and writing really useful smart dialogue that portrays information without needing to repeat yourself a million times and really showing like character interaction like they did a knockout job this is like the best this is some of the best cutscene interaction dialogue shit i've ever seen in a game uh, That's what I was going to say, when, when I was watching you originally, like, I was really liking how they presented the story. Yeah, it's like watching a movie. Like, they did an amazing job. It's just And the, the lead-ins to the fights were cool. That's what I thought was, like, the, the coolest what, thing they did was, like, it wasn't just, like, two people walk into a set and fight, you know, like, whatever. It would be, like, in Johnny Cage's house, and then two people attack him, and then he knocks one out, and he fights the other one, you know, and then you're in your fight. Yeah, they did a really good job at it, like setting up what every fight is. Like every fight is kind of important, kind of like everything contextually makes sense. Like holy shit, like Tanya's gonna fight Lee Mei. Like I normally wouldn't care, but like they just set up the reason why they're fighting, and it makes a lot of sense. And I just feel like whoever thought, why don't we have them travel to hundreds of timelines and collect thousands of versions of themselves and we have a giant battle with hundreds of everyone? And part of me was kind of like this. It like When I saw Sonya with the Kano eye, I think that's when it really sunk in. And I was like, I love this, but I fucking hate this. Like, it's a cool idea. 
but I feel it, it just feels so cheap. It's so like so American, almost a Western. Like I, I don't know if it's right of me to blame that. Like, of course, the Western game does this. Some silly fucking non-series. But then again, Japanese games get all weird, and anime gets fucking weird too. So I don't know. Uh, but the game is still. It's a. It's a, it's. I'm not gonna lie. I knocked a couple points off. I'm probably at like a. I'm probably at an eight now. It's an eight. Uh, because I just feel like super disrespected by that story. And when it ends, the game ends and <laughs> the game ends and, and it's weird because people are dying and whatever. And then the whole bad thing happens and we win at the end. And then all, at the very end, it's like, Oh no, the timeline is fixed now and everyone's back. And I'm like, but everyone's back and everyone's good. I'm like a couple of them died before the, the weird thing at the end, but they just go, they basically say, okay, don't worry about it. The big fight's over, and um, everybody lived, and every everything's good. Everything's perfect. So, and Liu Kang is like, uh, oh, the Earth Realm has, one, has great warriors protecting it. And I guess now it's just like time warriors now. Like, it ends, and uh, heavy spoilers, post-credit spoilers. Uh, it looks like the DLC enemy is going to be Havoc. It's going to be... Uh, which in this game is a bullshit character. He's a nobody, but I believe it's a uh, havoc from another t- timeline. And he looks cool. He looks like, I think it's a Titan havoc, which is crazy. So it's very, very cool, but, uh, but it's still a fun game. They really fucked up with this invasions mode, this board game mode shit. It's trash compared to what they've always given us. It's fine. But I mean, it, with a little more distance now with the game and having played it so much now, um, it is a very good game. It's a very visually impressive game. I'm what? I'm 40 hours in. I've had the game for a week. I've put 40 hours. It is really good. Go buy it. It's worth full price. It's a game. It's a fighting game. It's good. I'd go buy Street Fighter instead. But if you're not really good at fighting games, eh, wait for Tekken. Or just play this. It's good. But uh, but I just feel like a little bit... I'm, I feel annoyed at the final third. Especially like the last hour. It gets so dumb. But it also gets really cool. So... Fuck it, uh, and I think I think that's all I did. I mean, I went and saw it lives inside, and um, yeah, that's it. We did. You guys want to review it lives inside now, or how do you want to? Yeah, so Nate and I saw it lives. Inside. It that was I don't know. Do you, Nate? Do you know any information about like made it? Whatever. I don't. I just know. Um, well, I pulled up the IMDb just to see who directed it, and I might butcher the name here, but it's Bishal Duta. Okay. And, um, I, I'm not familiar with, uh, the director, but, yeah, I, mean, I think it's I, their I like first that. feature, by the way, I looked it up. First okay. feature? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Um, you liked it, uh, I think you said, right? You liked it? We all liked it? Well, Yes, uh, I mean, we don't have to fully break the whole movie down, but I mean, I feel like... Break it down for them. I do feel like I, I want to, like, talk about it with you, so we're going to, like, do some... I, I wanna, I, I'm going to say this before we rate it and whatever. I'm going to say I loved it. I absolutely fucking... Best movie I've seen this year. Well, best horror movie I've seen this year. Absolutely fucking awesome. I rate it like a strong, like eight and a quarter like i thought it was fucking terrific uh what did you this think? is well this is how this is why i know that jesse is liberal 
because he loves this movie with uh, a female lead. Uh, <laughs> and and what, what, uh, what's the ethnicity? Uh, they're they're Indian. Uh, Indian. Hindu? Oh, in, yeah, India. But yeah, so very, very uh, appropriate, you know, uh, representation. And they the the gimmick or the uh, the twist or the monster is from uh, like a Hindu from the Hindu religion. It's like a, I, don't, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but it, they kind of they portray it like this monster comes from their beliefs. Yeah, um, it's called the Bishal or something. It's kind of like when there was that movie. What was that movie where there was a box that was haunted and it was a Jewish demon? Yes, I was. Th- I was just gonna say that. Fuck, what was it called? The Dibuk. Uh, oh, the no, Dibuk. The Dibuk. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, like, they looked. So I. So, well, Nate, did you? What do you give? What do you give it? I think it. The first act was is great. I think the. Uh, I think it kind of. Uh, Falls apart later on, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not. Uh, I think the monster got a little silly. Yeah, it gets a, it gets a little silly. It loses steam, right? Because, like, to to use all these uh, metaphors and like you know all this bullshit that people say about movies all the time, but like the first act, they do such a great job, like building up the threat building up the monster and you're getting hyped. You're like, Oh man, some shit's going to go down. And so that build up, the last act, it kind of releases, releases yeah. the steam of that build up. Yeah. Um, I think it much- doesn't, doesn't deliver a hundred percent on what, what that first act kind of the threat that it kind of builds up for me. I'll agree with that. I have an issue where, I I really love the setup of movies because I noticed that I think that payoff for me I think I'm a little jaded. So I usually most of the time think that movies are pretty bad because the endings have to be so wild. Like I love I I really really like Evil Dead Rock. I think the ending is pretty bad. Uh but I think it's just that might be a me problem. I think I don't know. But yeah, Sam, I thought the beginning was like 20 minutes into the movie, I was like almost texting like Aaron and being like, yo, this is fucking awesome. Like, this is great. And yeah, towards the end, once the monster really materializes, it gets really kind of silly. But but I was there for it, man. I I thought it was terrific. And that's not me trying to pander or backtrack on the bullshit that I have to deal with always. No, I genuinely really, really liked this movie a lot. Like yeah, I think great. it's uh, I think it's very I think it's great. I do agree with you. Like it's a great movie. I think uh, they, it's probably very. They probably had no money. It's probably very low budget. And for a first, a first uh, time director, like uh, my God, like it's really, it's really a great movie. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's like, uh, I wouldn't say it's above average. But just kind of the ending kind of, you know, we talked about that already. But that's the only thing that I guess so I just wanted. an Evil Dead Rise for this year. Well, for me, I, I like Evil Dead Rise. And I think the ending doesn't really ruin the movie for me because Evil Dead Rise delivers on yeah. uh, the the guts and the gore and, you know, on the gratuitous yeah. amount of blood. Uh, 
but for this movie, uh, um, the main actress, though, uh, I don't, I, I would say like, uh, maybe like a 6.7. I don't want to give it like a seven. I don't want to give it like a 6.5. <laughs> it's better than like 6.5, but, but uh, not all the way to seven. She's a strong six, a high six with a little more money. It would have, de- it would have been a 7.2, you know, if they just had like a little bit more, uh, um, hills or a little bit more like some type of set piece which you know i'm sure it just goes down to like hey we didn't have any money but so i would i would say i was seven six point seven to seven is what i would give it but i think the main actress i think what you were saying about uh no one's gonna save you uh the main actress is really expressive in this like she just kind of she has this look like she has these uh you know these these big dark eyes that just kind of when she's just looking like in, in fear or uh, in shock, it's, it's, I think it was great. I think uh, I could watch uh, an hour of just her face looking in shock. Yeah. Maybe not, Whoa. maybe not an hour. <laughs> well, yeah. you might like, uh, no one's going to save you. Cause that's what yeah. you get a lot of. Sick. What about you, Jesse? Um, so I have a bunch of, I come to notes here. There's just some stuff I do want to just say about it. So it's like, like the simple setup, they do a really good job at the very, the movie begins. They're talking about something and I immediately, uh, see the whole movie, which it's like, it bothers me, but it, but it doesn't, they do a good job at like foreshadowing. And it's about an Indian family living in America. And there's a, their daughter goes to high school. And I related very much to her. She's an ethnic girl in an American school who is tr- who's treated differently because she's the Indian girl. And she doesn't want to be the Indian girl. She wants to be like everyone else. So she's basically kind of like, like, a, like a self-hating ethnic person, which I can say that as one. I'm a Dominican guy. But I've never been into my heritage or my culture. It's I don't like it. it it's like I'm, I'm just an Americanized Dominican guy. I'm not into it. I don't fucking speak my language. I speak it, but I don't like to. I don't wear Dominican flag t-shirts. I don't blast bachata out of my car. Like, I'm basically an American dude. And this girl isn't this good. I think they do. Uh, I'm just going to jump in here for a minute because uh, they... Um... Never did because I'm. I, I'll, I'll keep going. No, I think you're absolutely right. I love how they use because this makes her so relatable. Like especially this high school tale, like you know, set set in like a high school time. But you know, it's just that's the gimmick of high school, right? You feel like you want to fit in. You're out of place. Yeah. And uh, you know, because we what we talked about, Blue Beetle. Completely, these are two completely different movies, but just, you know, what you, the, the things you were saying about Blue Beetle, how they were using the ethnicity, like, the, the, hey, we're Spanish, all right. I like It's like, oh, we're Mexican, so, hey, que pasa way? Like, to do that, like, they really had to do, que pasa way? Like, that <laughs> shit is nuts, and they did it in Blue Beetle, to where, like, as a Hispanic person, it's just like... Slap my face, you know, facepalm. Like, God, that's all they think we are. But and- it lives inside. They they use it to make the the character, you know, like relatable. Like this yeah. is, she wants to fit in, right? And who hasn't uh, experienced that in some way or some form? Yeah, and a lot of us 
ethnic people growing up in situations like, you know, predominantly like, you know, Americanized schools and shit. We find we find ourselves in a place where either someone says to us or we really never be one of them, right? Like and you have to realize that's okay. So the, the the movie kind of is about there's like like she had a friend, another Indian girl, and as they were best friends as kids, and then later on in the movie you learned she stopped hanging out with that girl because well when I hung out with you, we're the two weird Indian girls. And the other one's like, oh, so that's why you ditched me and go now you want to hang out with Becky and Susie and fucking watch freaking Sailor Moon all day and think you're fucking like you want to be a white girl now. So now you're embarrassed of your Indian heritage. So you dress like them, act like them, talk like them, don't even speak your own language. You disrespect your fucking culture. You don't care about it. And you you see that. So I was able to relate to her character with that thing and see that. And um the whole movie's about the Puja Day. And the Puja Day it's, it, they do. They also did this. I thought really well. There would be scenes where I'm like, "What the fuck is this even?" And then, right away, I would see how they use the scene to transition into what they're doing next. And it was like, I'm not gonna say no fat because movies have fat and shit. But like in the beginning of the movie, like the, a boy in her class is, is like, "Oh, like what is that? What is Puja Day?" And then she's she just like tells him, and she's like, "Oh, Puja Day is a day that we celebrate the victory of a." this goddess that we worship and uh it's her victory over demon and i was like she's the puja goddess and she's gonna fight a demon and that's what the movie is so like uh and they even set up this whole thing with the offering like she's supposed to make an offering for puja dinner and she's being really shitty she doesn't want to her mom's like you have respect this like you have to make your fucking you have to make the bread for the puja dinner everyone's gonna come over and whatever and she doesn't give a shit but her friend goes missing, spoilers because of the demon. And then later on, when she's being a little shitty kid, the mom's like, We're all there praying for your missing friend. And the offering that we were that we were praying to is the pooj is the is the fucking bread that you hated making so much. And that puts Wow, like she's so shitty with her culture and hating it so much that even now when like they're praying and offering this bread and search for her friend, it's like, well, the bread that you're offering is tainted because you hated it when you made it. Now, that shit is really good. Um, also, I really liked that during the puja dinner. She's got her like official dress on, and in the middle of it, she's like, "I gotta go out and get out," because she's starting to figure out what's going on. And the dad tells the mom, "Let her go." And she like she takes off her puja dress, throws jeans on, but she leaves the little puja top on and throws a shirt over. So I'm like, even though she left, she's still wearing her puja arm. Like she still has her her cool top, even though she covered it with a jacket, she's still wearing her battle goddess arm. And even near the end of the movie, again, they had to do like an offering at the house and she puts a sash on and she leaves the house and throws her jeans on in her regular people clothes uh, or her casual clothes. She's still wearing her sash. So she has fucking puja armor. So she was always wearing some kind of battle. Armor. And I thought that was dope. Now I was thinking I was going to hate this because I was like, you know, Part of my brain just immediately tries to reject anything that I think is pandering. So I'm like, oh, they're just going to be forcing, uh, like forcing culture, this and that, and trying to be like, well, look, let's tell a different thing from a different perspective. But they did such a fucking good job that the whole shit with the culture is what I liked about me the most. Like, I liked that it was about, like, like the cultural stuff is actually what stood out to me and made it better for me. So what I thought I was going to not like about turned out to be 
the best part of the movie for me, uh, which I thought was great. Um, I thought it did a really good job at showing stuff like at one point, you know, she thinks all these kids at school are their friends or the, or the let's be face, face it. The white girls are her friends and they accept her. But then you see how they really treat her where like they're sitting in the bleachers and the girl's like, oh, Jack said he actually like likes you. And she's like, like, yeah, because like I told him you speak another language. Like, what is it you speak again? Hindu? And she's like, oh, I, I speak Hindi. She's like, oh, that's so awesome. Could you say something? Like, it, it's so interesting. Could you say Becky's my my best friend in Hindi? And she's like, okay. And the girl pulls her phone out and like films her. And it just shows you like them like fetishizing her ethnicity. And like, even though she wants to get away from that and just be like, they're still going to fetishize you because of your culture. And I I thought that scene was really cool and it kind of showed the things that I've, you know, seen before, but I'm skipping a bunch of these because I wrote most notes of everything this. Um But uh I thought I had a really weird ragdoll shot, but I thought it was cool. The guy just gets murdered by an invisible monster and it was pretty neat. Um and yeah, the only thing I will say about the monster, there's a monster, literally a monster. It's a monster movie. This is a monster movie. Uh, and it literally looks like um, like a swamp monster. Like It looks like almost like a kappa, but a little more turtle-y. Um, and I didn't like it that at the end of the movie, the monster's fully formed and attacking them. And they just made it a dumb, shambling clumsy monster you know like when in movies like a monster like a giant monster, a giant strong monster that could rip a car in half is like bumbling to attack a 14 year old girl and tripping over itself like that was a little bit annoying that they made the monster kind of a dumb shambling idiot monster when it's supposed to be this ancient demon that i would imagine would be smart but it's not it's just kind of like a dumb animal it's like an animal almost i guess uh but yeah, I thought it was dope. I thought it was good. It wasn't very scary, uh, but I think I'm just rating it so high because it really surprised me, and I thought it was really well done. I want to see it, but I hadn't even really seen anything about it, honestly. So I, I wasn't sure if it was like legit. You know, like sometimes you're like, is this going to be one of those like... It's almost October movies, so we have to release a horror movie type shits uh, where they just dump a movie out because they're like, it's it's Halloween. It's time for horror. So I, I was worried that that's what this was going to be, to be honest. I mean, maybe it is just kind of a I think I'm rating it higher than I'm going to because of how I was able to relate to the self-hating person as well as uh, just a surprise of of liking it because I don't know. I'm just, uh, but but it is kind of like a general, just kind of run of the mill, uh, seasonal horror movie. So I don't want to say all this and you think all oh, must be amazing, but like it's not amazing. But I think you'll see what I'm saying. And I really did think that scene to scene transitioning, like they made things work. Like she leaves the party, like she leaves the leaves the party at home, and she goes to a party to meet a boy. I thought, like, weren't you trying to find your friend? Why are you at the party with this boy? But that ends up transitioning into her and the boy going to the other guy's house. And I'm like, this was perfect. Like when they ended up in the car and shit in the rain. And I'm, 
like once I saw like, oh, that's how they got her from her house to there. And I thought there were a lot of moments like that where effective use of like scene to scenes, you know? So I th- I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. It was good length, like an hour and a half, maybe. Uh maybe an hour and forty minutes. But I thought it was good. I'm 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 hyping it up a little more because I think it's Whoa. a little better to me, but I still think it's a pretty strong like seven. But I, I'm I'm gonna give it like an eight for me. Uh we actually gotta write in later the whole rating scales. Um but I think that personally I think it's it's pretty good. It's the best I think it's the best quote unquote movie I've seen this year. Now, last thing I'll say is this is this better than Evil Dead Rise? No. The only thing I am annoyed of in Evil Dead Rise is literally the last five. I I really really like Evil Dead. There's just something about I think the garage scene is rushed, and I I don't know something about it just feels really quick. Like that last five minutes, it's like man, what did they just do? Like it's almost like as soon as it was over, I'm like, what just happened? But uh, but I I I'll still say Evil Dead's better because it is. It's Evil Dead, man. It's got bigger budget. It's got better visuals. It's got demons that I you know that I know and love. But I think this is what this was a more interesting movie. I think this would be a better movie for. I would recommend this to people asking for horror stuff over Evil Dead because Evil Dead is a little bit much for a lot of people, and I think this is a definitely more palatable for people. Um, is it better? People, than people asking for maybe some more representation of different cultures and female leads. I mean, maybe, but I think the I think the cool thing was is that I mean, was, Evil Dead did that too, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Evil Dead. Yeah, so I'm saying like I I like that the the Indian demon thing was cool because like oh cool like I don't I'm all up for that. Go find all the demons from all cultures because I remember with that the Jewish one where it was the Debuk box. Like I was like sick, dude. A fucking dude. Like it's not always like Satan the devil from the Judeo Christian myth. Like it's something new you know so i thought that was pretty cool um our but, devil is better yeah my but, devil's the yeah, only the devil. Best devil it wasn't better than evil dead rise but i uh, i think that i would recommend it to most people over evil dead rise because it was more palatable and it was also just a little more interesting and um and i liked the i liked the culture war stuff i liked the internal battle the internal struggle of accepting who you are just wanting to con- to be like everybody else. It was good. Good movie. And that, even though I, we said a lot, or I said a lot, uh, there's still so much I didn't say. There's parts of the movie I didn't even mention. There's another girl. And there's whatever. And it's still cool. And if you're just looking for spooky stuff to watch, uh, I definitely think it's good. It's not gory. It's not frightening. But it is a scary movie. <coughs> Sorry. I unmuted and then coughed immediately. Um <laughs> My bad. Fuck yeah, we did it. Um, any last any other thoughts, Nate? No, we covered it. Okay. Did you catch the trailers? I missed the trailers, and I walked in in the middle of what looked like a horror trailer that I hadn't seen yet. Don't know what it was. Uh, I I caught some trailers, but I'm trying to think. Could you I describe it? Uh maybe a house and a white people <laughs> scared of something <laughs> uh, that's all i remember is like a, maybe a white dad with a beard 
I don't think it was super old, but maybe not modern. It was, you know, it was probably hunting in Venice or some shit like. I, I'm gonna look up later, see, because I was just wondering, like, was that a horror? Movie? Yeah, it wasn't a, because it was an Exorcist. Yeah, and saw, it seemed like another one of these house, movies, haunted house movies. Um, but yeah. Uh, so we do have news. Oh yeah, so go see. Uh, it lives inside. Go support shit that needs support. Uh, don't go watch like fucking Mario or Blue Beetle again. They already got their money. Um, we got a bunch of news and we got a bunch of red. Uh, let's do news. So, I think this one's Jimmy. You put this one in here. A leaked Gamescom teaser. Uh, yeah, so I guess at Gamescom they actually showed a trailer for the Fallout series, and a bunch of the footage had finally like, or foot the that little leaked teaser had uh, showed up online and. I don't know. It's got me pretty pumped. I mean, they showed yeah. Brotherhood of Steel marching around and shit. Like, I'm I'm super stoked. It looks good. Walter Goggins looks like a ghoul, and it looks yeah. I'm excited. I'm yeah, I'll say it Fallout looks show. it looks like Fallout. And that's the very least it needed to do, you know. So, I, and I think it gets it a long way. You know. Yeah, looking I'm, I'm the very part. Excited. Mm-hmm. If they can bring the music in, Chef's Kiss. <laughs> Right. They put the music in the trailer. Yeah, I, I think I, I think it did the here. like war. Yeah, thing at the beginning. Okay. Like, war never changes. Monologue uh, thing they usually do. I figured they would have opened it with like a slow pan up a desert, and then the. I thought they would. I figured they would start it like that with music immediately. Uh, <clears throat> well, this one's taking place in Los Angeles, so I don't think it'll be a desert. But oh, but the only game that really starts in a desert's New Vegas. Okay. Well, I guess Fallout One kind of does too. Honestly, yeah. But I never like played the early LA. ones. Yeah, it's like that, like point and click, like mm-hmm. old ass. They've been remastered or shit recently. They're still yeah. It's still yeah. It's still isometric, yeah. turn-based point and click yeah. game. Yeah. There's still the old school like shadow run type shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those aren't fun. Which is fine. I like them, uh, but I just never when, played those. When you played Fallout Three, or yeah, like okay. it's hard to go back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, no, what? I'm very excited for it. Very cool. Do we have a release for it? Uh, I think it said 2024 in the trailer what? or something like that, or they said that at the Gamescom. Sick. Uh, Dumb Money came out. Nobody watched it. We're not going to watch it. Sorry, yeah. Seth. Sorry, Seth Rogen. You'll just have to deal with the turtle money. Um, oh, there was Mortal Kombat 1 on Nintendo Switch. It's atrocious. Oh, God. Yeah, I saw videos of it. It's re- like... <laughs> it's it, real bad. Is it that real? It, yeah. It's that bad. It got a uh, view. They had to review it separately, and it got a three. <laughs> while the other one got like a fucking eight and a half or some shit that's so funny Wii version or uh what's it called switch version is just like, shit it was so bad i started yeah i legit was questioning that that wasn't just made up because the so cage eyes the <laughs> cage has like bugged out eyes and the textures are weird and apparently the performance also it's super stuttery uh but i mean if it's all you got and you really love all you have is a switch. 
go ahead. I don't know how much Nintendo does at like patching and kind of optimizing games. Hopefully, though, it'll get better. Obviously, uh, one thing I did miss mention miss to mention is that Mortal Kombat One is really cool, but there are a lot of bugs, like a lot, and and I'm talking input bugs, like bugs where the game doesn't read like a special move input, and there's a lot of those right now so it's mm. it's definitely not suitable for like legitimate competition play right now even though it's all we have so they will be competing i mean people are competing in this game right now we just had ceo taco last weekend but uh but mortal kombat one is a it's it's not a mess but it's pretty sloppy and it needs to be fixed but the the switch version is uh inexcusably bad like they should have delayed it is how bad it is, but whatever. They'll make their money. Uh, next up, we have Titanfall Two is back out of nowhere. Yeah, that Titanfall. was random. I saw something about that. That's a really good sign, I think. Mm-hmm. That that we might get a real ass. Who makes those games again? Oh, respawn. respawn. Hopefully, we yeah, can get a respawn single player game. Again. It's the Apex Legend people. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool because with everything they learned from Apex and now they're bringing back Titanfall, it's like, what do yeah, you Yeah, so Apex Pro League, like a bunch of the pro teams uh, dropped Apex as a something they're going to be competing in anymore This after this last uh, um, championship series. Um, and rumor is it's just because they aren't really marketing or making it to where these orgs can even like make money and not partnering up with them and like respawns being like really selfish. And so all these like orgs dropped Apex as of one of the games they're competing in. And I don't know. It sounds like Apex is, uh, mostly because of respawn is like hurting right now. Hmm. Um, I so thought about it the other might day. might have to do with that. <laughs> I thought about Apex, and I was like, man, we used to have so much fun, even though I was mostly mm-hmm. angry. But I would have fun playing with you guys, you know? Uh, right. But then we just... I don't remember what happened. We just got... I, I think Elden Ring I came just, out. Well, I don't have good uh, internet anymore. Mm. I mean, well, I mean... Yeah, something happened, because Discord used to be popping, and now nobody does anything. And so we need to bring back... Well, I'm usually in a different Discord, but... Oh, that's why. Yeah, he's in... I don't see anybody in ours, so I don't know in there. I'm never in disc anymore. Like, I mean, I'm in. I'm always reading chats and stuff, but no one's in anymore. I used to play a lot of video games with my friends, and now it's just me. Yeah, I got to think of something we can do to maybe encourage people to link up maybe once a week. We can do like a hang or something, or maybe we can try doing movie night. Yeah, I'm thinking like watch parties, uh, because if I can share a screen... There's a couple things I want to watch, and maybe you know anything anyone wants to watch. We can just see if we can get some friends in there just to get the community having something to do uh, with each other because there's a bunch of us, and our Discord keeps growing. We get one, two, or three new people a week, and we we could do <clears throat> Jackbox games too. Yeah, stuff like that. I I wanted to try the the Telltale Batman games because there's a way that you can download an app, the Telltale app, and while I'm playing it the viewers can make the decisions and that's really cool, but I'm just worried about the lag. How does it deal with? And that would be more of a streaming thing, I think. Yeah. So 
I don't know. We'll figure it out. But we got to get disc back and popping because it was fun. Uh, next one, Jimmy. Star Wars. Speaking of Telltale, I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, uh, well, that was I don't know if you want to hit the news uh, that the uh, the Fable was it the um, what was the game that came out based on Fable? Uh, oh, oh, I know what you oh, mean. Wolf Among is that the one? Wolf. Yes. And they started making the fairy tale games. This is interesting, actually. Go ahead, Nate. Well, the creator uh, apparently he got pissed off at Telltale because they changed the character the detective wolf character a little too much. So now all of fable is up. He released it to uh open source or creative commons. So Not it's like it's in the public domain. Yeah. So I don't I think, think it's called fables. Not yeah. like fable, the game so, fable. So not fables, the, you're right. But I, th- I think I, I wish I would. I think the guy had a problem. It was bigger than just with telltale. I, I think it was with DC or something or, some big ass company. He was having a big problem with them, so he said, "All right, fuck you guys. I'm gonna put it on the freaking. Uh, I'm gonna open source it. It's just free now. So yeah, yeah. all his tales are just like free. Like to just what is it called again? Open source? No. Creative free- Commons. Open source, I think, is for code. Uh, Creative Commons, I think, is the uh, attribution domain. I th- public yeah, domain. I th- yeah, I. I do think there's like more to that though. I think like the trademark though is still locked under like DC or something weird like that. So it's not as open as like like we could right. <laughs> so like yeah, yeah there's fair. like a couple different things on it, and one of them's open now. But I I'm pretty sure DC still has like a grip on it in a way. Yeah, what I see here is Fables creator places wolf. Us universe in domain amid clash with DC over Telltale adaptation. Okay, that's a move, dude. He said, "All right, fuck it." Then none of us make any money. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's a salty chip, is what that is, bro. That is that's a power move. Up next, we got for that one. Sony's been hacked again because fucking they have the worst firewall or whatever it is. Some ransom ass homies are just like, hey, Sony, we have all your pay us and Sony's not going to pay them. So don't really worry because everybody has your information anyways. Like your information's out there. Your social's out there. Just be grateful that you're a nobody and nobody cares about your information. Like that's about it because everyone's everything is out there. Uh, The only reason you haven't been uh identity thefted is because there's just billions of identities to thief and yours is not been found yet so um it sucks though sony's been hacked again um blank and then last one is xbox leaks so there's two right there did you mention the star wars one? Oh yeah no the star wars one oh, in there yeah the actor basically confirmed they're doing st- the jedi Three, they're doing a third Jedi series game. I've fallen in something or other, yeah. Yeah, there's no name yet, but yeah. I imagine. I mean, they sell well. They're good games. Yeah. Uh, They fixed the last one, which needed frame rate help and some other stuff, but I don't know if I'll ever play it again. I thought it was good. If you love Star Wars, it was awesome. I was playing it, it was awesome, but once I beat it, I, I don't think I'll ever go back. Maybe one day, but there's too many games to play. 
Well, and with Ahsoka out, there's so much of that in the TV shows going on. Oh, they could put her in it. Well, they have the Dathomir witches in there. They got a lot of shit going on. It's pretty cool. Uh, then we had some Xbox stuff. We had so there's an email leak, and then James, you said there was another leak from. Uh, I think it included the stuff that was talked about at the um, hearings. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. So I would just recommend, oh, look up the email leak. Uh, but basically, what Phil Spencer's email got leaked was it him uh, talking about stuff yeah. that, that people weren't supposed to hear about. Well, we found out some Game Pass stuff. They make about $9.26 per Game Pass subscription. And it's rough because, like, it looks like they only make, like, a like 1.2 billion or some shit off Game Pass shit a year. And that's not even how much they spend on buying the games. I didn't know it cost this much. They play, they pay hundreds of millions of dollars to these game companies to get games on game pass. Um, which I know I'm the Sony guy. I'm not dogging on Xbox. It just, it just puts me in the position where I look at it and it just goes back to what I used to say. And somewhere in this guy's email, he says how they they want to buy Nintendo. I think this is the biggest thing that most people have been talking about. Is that Xbox man says, it would be our crowning achievement if we bought Nintendo. And I think from, so this is my opinion on that, is like, really? Your crowning achievement would be to buy Nintendo? It wouldn't be creating immersive experience fostering relationships with game developers to create games that are really going to engross your audience it's just can we buy the biggest dog and the example that it puts in my head is somebody paints a picture of a flower i paint a picture of a flower aaron look i made this I made it for you you can have it and then Aaron takes the picture and he goes to James and he goes, James, look, I made this. Because <laughs> it's his now. So, like, that's kind of where it puts me like, oh, like, it, it just puts me in a place where I just go, oh, you guys are just throwing daddy's money. Like, you're just throwing around Microsoft, Microsoft money and being like, like, it's clear now that Xbox doesn't make enough money to support Xbox. Microsoft has so much money they can just keep it afloat. And I guess that just makes me salty because it's just like I've always thought of it as the example of it's like somebody bragging. It's like Aaron and I buy the same TV but I brag because I I got it cheaper because I bought it. And that's what make that's what Xbox makes me feel like sometimes. Like they're bragging about all of this that they have but it's just because they're trust fund kids. Uh so that's just my take on the our crowning achievement would be. Yeah, but it also kind of turns your whole thoughts on Game Pass being such a negative thing for these gaming creating companies because clearly they're making money off of it. Well, I never, I never said that it, Game Pass is bad for them. I, I still think I'd rather like you a hundred percent have <laughs> think that games should be like we should buy the games we want. I think that we should and be instead Microsoft's paying them so. Everybody can play it. Sure. I mean, yeah, I guess that that's a good way to put it, I guess. 
Sure. And getting the game out there for indie companies that may not even have ever had a chance. I know. And I remember we bring up like the statistics we got that one time, but then like an example I gave was like, well, yeah, well this month they gave out that shitty it's PlayStation gave out some shitty ass Sonic racing game on PlayStation plus. And for that month, the Sega was able to say, well, putting Sonic on PlayStation plus has boosted our, our player base by 1000% and DLC has been upped by, uh, you know, 4000% because, you know, a lot of times when I get a free game on PlayStation Plus, if there's a five or ten dollar DLC pack, I'll just buy it anyways. You know, or even if I'm gonna try a game out, if downloading it on PlayStation Plus extra and there's a two dollar DLC, I just buy it. Because I'm like, well, I'm playing the whole game for free. I'll just I'll give them three bucks. I'll give them three bucks. But um Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just it it it's in the end I always boil down to game it, for me it's the games, it's the experiences, it's it's the games itself. The money. It's funny the- also that you do the trust fund thing when like Sony straight up like paid companies to keep their games exclusive to Sony. I mean, yeah, it's no different. <laughs> They're all big companies throwing their money around to have like everybody do their thing. Like, I mean, it's not really any different. Problem is, is the Microsoft shit's getting leaked. And but they really are trying to just create a giant monopoly, like they want to, which is fine. I yeah, mean, they're behind, like it, they're trying to get caught up. Well, yeah, I remember Microsoft didn't get into the console the console game until but, several cycles after. Yeah, and yeah, like and they they yeah they definitely are behind. Like I think it was only like a quarter only like i think 75 percent of all series are s's there's only something like three there's only like three million series x's out there or some shit which is wild i mean i would have one i will have one eventually so they definitely are behind but i mean i guess more power to them they've got I'm the money. saying behind i'm not talking numbers i'm saying they're literally started way after sony oh. in the gaming market yeah but i mean i think they're caught up I think it's fit pretty 50-50. Call of Duty, not even them buying it. It is not 50-50, though. We literally just talk about stats on that. Like, PlayStation is ahead by far. <laughs> Nintendo is ahead by far. Yeah, for sure. But I'm saying in opportunity for people to make a decision. I think we're in a world now where everybody can just choose whether they want PlayStation or Xbox. But yeah, I mean, Sony definitely has been doing it for longer, and they have uh presence that's why they're ahead they, i think they're the revenue it's weird I, I forgot what it was but it's like sony's the revenue leader or something but nintendo makes more money or some shit nintendo obviously is the king playstation makes a lot because their shit's so expensive i don't know in the end for me all i want is the games to be like i always say put game pass on playstation i'll give xbox their money Put Game Pass on PlayStation for $200 a year, and I'll give them $200 a year. Um, but yeah, it's just unfortunate the emails got leaked, and he sent an email out for everybody apologizing. That one got leaked too, but it's pretty obvious that was supposed to, which is fine. But it's just a mess. And I then he put out a thing saying he was felt bad that people weren't hearing about this stuff. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that one. I just saw an email that he sent to all the employees saying, like, sorry, this wasn't supposed to get out. We apologize, but we appreciate all your hard work. Keep working. 
our total horrible apology. I apologize that you guys didn't find out sooner. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, and then they just didn't want the information to go out the way it did, which was yeah. through the leaks and from that stuff. And there's a lot of it. There's a new Xbox model they're talking about, a stronger of Xbox that they're working on. Uh, I don't think it's anything. Uh, it's just, no, it's just a mid-gen, like more memory and yeah. it's a digital version. Yeah, that part too, that they want to go digital, which people are like, oh my God. But it's like, we've been seeing this happening, guys. Like, we know they're going to stop making discs eventually. Uh, and then I, I do like that. that they, I do like one thing, the controller, they're finally doing the like mouse clicky type trigger shit with yeah. the new console mm. coming. And I think that's going to be great to finally have that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The controllers are always good. And then a bunch of games. Like, there's going to be a Dishonored 3. There's going to... I forgot some of them. It, I, I didn't see anything that I cared about on the games that were leaked. <sighs> oh, that's... I definitely did. They uh, also said Ghostwire Tokyo sequel. Yes, Ghostwire um, But the remaster of Fallout 3 is something I've wanted forever. And if that's true... I mean, there's been rumors that it was going to happen, so... If it's true, I you're getting a divorce. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. I will be so happy if that gets a remaster. I mean, I have talked about it before. I spent so much time on that game and lived in that game. I, I just would... Oh, my gosh. That might actually bring a tear to my eye to see that come out. Um, And then they also mentioned uh, a remaster of Elder Scrolls Oblivion, which would be also very awesome. Cool. I played some of that one, yeah. I played a little bit. That would bit be of dope, not gonna front. Yeah, yeah. Portals and shit. Uh and then we found out Elder Scrolls Six is twenty twenty six. So we got Which two is actually more. sooner than I expected. Way sooner than yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's I'm so, gonna be honest. That's so nuts, dude. It's so far still. Well, <sighs> but I mean I didn't I think don't it know. would be I thought like 2025, I guess, but I guess it's, yeah, it better be good, man. They, they, they predict a billion dollars in like first, like little time. They think they're going to immediately make a billion dollars. And I'm just thinking like, I don't know, man, if you have game pass on PlayStation, maybe, but I don't know if you're going to hit that billion with one console, but maybe. Oh yeah. I guess part of it with the digital thing is Xbox is like actually really, uh, thinking of going fully digital in 2024. So I guess a lot of big guys were in this email talking about switching mm. to just never doing disc again. So see, that'd be I'm, interesting. I'm old school. I love having a physical copy of a game. I don't know why yeah. it's a collector thing. I opened them all. Sorry, Nate. Um, but I played them all, <laughs> you know, and I'm never going to trade them. There's nothing I'm going to sell. I gave it's, away a game to our listeners that was worth like a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's never really worth it. It's only worth it to trade in a game if you, if it's brand new, and still it's not because if you trade in a brand new sixty dollar game, you're gonna get thirty dollars for it, thirty five dollars for it. So that's not really. Worth it. But yeah, uh, I think that's it for news, and we've got questions. You guys can always write in at nerdsthepodcast at gmail.com. You can also post on Instagram, nerdpodcast. That's where I put up the question threads. I also put a link up to a anonymous, which is what most people use. And I'm just going to go through 
Someone says, oh, this is about It Lives Inside. Great recommendation. I wasn't going to see It Lives Inside, but my wife and I went last night, and it was absolutely terrific. Awesome. So what I did this time when I saw the movie is I put up, I usually take a picture of the door and the marquee. And then after the movie, I posted the movie picture and a thumbs up or a thumbs down. So I think I'm going to do that from now on to maybe give a little bit of a hint if it's a movie we're going to talk about and if it's positive or negative. Uh, so yeah. Uh, next one says MK1 ending goes nuts. <laughs> uh, someone says one. Uh, this one's okay. So this one, someone says, I think Aaron is right that having different rating scales for different styles or types of movies makes the ratings arbitrary. It may be tough, but I think they should all use the same scale. And I, I think I'm on both sides. I, I think I, I agree with my whole, no, I'm going to rate it for what it is, but I do see how having skewed scales can kind of devalue a rating. Well, I can definitely understand where you're coming from. So, you know, I'm not saying like it's, it doesn't make sense or it's, it's you know, a stupid thing. It just, to me, it makes it hard to understand where a film or a game, you know, a movie or a game or whatever sits on not a, sense. you know what I mean? Like on a real scale. Yeah, it makes sense. It's just the, when I, when I look at it and when, it, when I say to myself, can I really judge Oppenheimer and smile the same scale? Mentally, I go, no. But in the end, I did. I weighed them on the scale and I went and saw a smile and didn't see Oppenheimer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I'm still like, I don't know. I still am thinking because I'm going to have to reformulate a lot. I'm going to have to look. If I'm going to pull everything into one overall scale, I'm going to have to probably take like. 20 movies and re-rate them like mentally like i'm gonna have to do like an exercise and just write i think maybe take like 10 movies and write like my score for them right like the way that i'm scoring them all based on their own shit and then look at them again and like put them in there with dark knight and oppenheimer and gladiator and jurassic here's the thing though yeah i i i I guess the way I see it as is as a single scale and it's the like the individual scale. I don't think it's I mean I guess you can look at it as like per genre but like in my opinion I rate them based on my scale which is just my opinion. You know what I mean? Like like your enjoyment. Right. And what how I felt about the movie and stuff like that. And I don't really see that as, you know, like I would I I don't know, like a comedy movie, like a uh, if I give a comedy like an eight or nine and then I go see a Christopher Nolan movie and give it an eight or nine. I mean, it's like. I don't know. That's I get the point, but I still don't. I don't know. That it just, seems I. it's based on my enjoyment. I can't. I don't know. I like that. <laughs> well, I mean, for games, do you uh, like if you were to compare Mortal Kombat with Bloodborne? Are you going to rate Bloodborne uh, like a fighting game? Or are you going to score it like it's a fighting game? Or I would score it based on my personal enjoyment. Yeah, because I guess that can be true. Because definitely something like a Bloodborne is vastly deeper than a fighting game, in a sense. 
because the the depth to the combat in something like a Street Fighter game is, I mean, uh, games can't touch that depth. I mean, maybe Devil May Cry, and even Devil May Cry doesn't touch the depth because all that game is is one v one combat. That's all. Yeah, but I don't think it's uh, like you have a different scale. Like you're grading Mortal Kombat differently than the way you grade Bloodborne. Like you're grading it on your personal enjoyment. Like you're grading a movie. Like does it achieve different genres? They go about hitting your personal enjoyment. They go about it in different ways. Like a 10, a comedy 10 is uh, goes about it different than an action 10. Yeah. I mean, comedy really throws a wrench in there because comedy... It, movie- again, it, it depends on what you're drawing your scale from, though. Like, if your scale is just your personal opinion, then not. I don't think that's true. I, yeah, I think... I, the, the key here, and it's, it's enjoyment. What was your right. level of enjoyment? I didn't go to film school, so why am I pretending to think I can judge things on the quality of the film? Like, I should have given Oppenheimer <clears throat> 7... Well, I, I think it's all, you know, I think we're nitpicking with words because, I mean, like, your enjoyment, that's the quality of the film. Like, I mean, like, that's how well, how good the film is. I mean, it translates to the quality of your enjoyment, which yeah. it's all your opinion regardless. I mean, right. even if you're an art school ma- major and you you work at a museum and you're like, well, this, you know, I mean, it's all just opinions. That's what this, we're in the game of opinions. Yeah. Okay. So something we were talking about before that was going to come I'm gonna up. I'm going to start grading opinions. <laughs> so yeah. I'd give all your opinions a fucking F, dude. Someone was someone asked for a movie recommendations, so we'll do some October recommendations in a second. But we were talking about Nope a little earlier, and so maybe so this is something wrong with readjust that because I think Nope is a really good film, and I grade it highly, and I think it's a really good not movie. I think it's a great film, but I don't really like it. Like I don't really care for it. So personally. I don't really care, but but I think it's a very good film. So I th- that's something I guess I'm going to have to wrestle with myself. How am I giving something a good score when I personally didn't really like it? <laughs> you make it sound like you killed a man. Like I, I'm going to wrestle <laughs> with that. I don't know how I'm going to sleep. <laughs> no, but it's just because I'm thinking about it because like I thought it was I thought it was I thought it was really good. Yeah, I mean. Just don't you, you, you're you got your opinion, but you're. I feel like our conversation about nope, like you, you recognize, like okay, I <clears throat> I can understand other people's opinion about this movie. If there's a consensus of opinion that this is a good movie, I can understand that. But again, you got you have your own opinion, and I didn't really enjoy it. It didn't really hit the mark for me for my level of enjoyment, but. I I can see, you know, I've seen many movies, so I can see why other people, why it would hit their mark. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's making me think about, like, how we went to CEO and we had a, I mean, we had, like, three ridiculous steaks, but there was, like, a, there was, like, a $200 tomahawk on the table, right? And that thing was nice. But was it better than a sloppy bowl of Skyline? No. 
though. You know, like Skyline Chili. Like that's that hundred and fifty dollar tomahawk was really good, but like, did it hit my fucking brain nerves? I the completely way? know what you're saying. Like, I did, completely get it. And I get it that Skyline's full of MSG and salt and shit, and that's why it's good. But it's just like. What do I do in this predicament? Because obviously the dry aged tomahawk, you know, with the fucking monk rubbing his nuts on it before they bring it to us, that's a quality piece of food and it's beautiful. But but give me a fat sloppy bowl of skyline, dog. Like I don't I don't know. This no, is I what, think that's the perfect I, example. I, I think really you thought and think about it. You took an arrow and you you hit all of us. I think we all get it. I mean, because this is this goes across genres, right? Like for food, yeah. movies, music. I mean, you can be like, oh, man, I, I have shitty taste in music, but I love, you know, I love whatever, you know, you can have. This is, I love my chili. Yeah. Whatever, whatever the equivalent would be. Don't like T-Boz or Left Eye, but chili? Mm. Yeah. Well, no, the, the example would be punk rock music. Punk rock music is absolute trash, but people adore it and cherish it. But personally to me, I hear it and I'm like, these guys barely know how to play their instrument. And the singer, terrible voice. But that's because punk rock isn't about fidelity. Punk rock is about attitude. It's about anti-establishment. It's about rebellion. And those are all things that I don't really look for in my music. I look for fidelity and technicality and proficiency. And the thing about punk rock is, it's anti-proficiency. It's anti-technicality. It's about raw, guttural emotion. So that's another thing where it's like, what do I do? It's I'll- a very complex. Yeah. You're, you're judging. You know, you have all these different markers and the, these nodes. It's a matrix. You have a matrix system to to grade music. You're grading punk rock in a way. But it's based on your enjoyment. Like you enjoy punk rock because it hits all of these nodes, all of these. You know, you can, you get more out of punk rock because the cook he put a little bit of lemon in there, or you know, <laughs> he seasoned it with this. That skyline milk. chili, bro, be hitting, I guess. Because chili spaghetti. No, no, no! I don't do the spaghetti part. That part is ridiculous. Get out of my life! I just do the chili bowl. The spaghetti, you're wasting it, man. I want it condensed. That salt completely condensed. I don't think any of us are coming from a point of authority like this. This is the no. We just have different score. views on. I guess. No, you went to school. Now it's not about it's not about authority mm-hmm. or like my opinion means more. It just it was hard for me to understand what you meant. You know, it's hard to I draw a conclusion based off of the disparate factors of I rated this a 10 and this a 10, but one is definitely a 10 and the other one is much more like a six, you know? Yeah. Maybe what you should do is write a list of things that fit like this is a 10, this is a 10 or that, you know, this is a one, this is a two, this is a three, this is four, this is five, six within movies. I think, I think all he's doing though is just stating that he understands that to most people it would be a six, but to him it's a 10. Oh yeah. Like you're a Utah eight, but so, you're a six. Like his tomahawk right. steaks and his chili. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a tip. Of my- well, I just think because we review things, right. And we tell people our thoughts on things. 
to give a perspective helps. That's all. Yeah, I think what made me do the do this whole thing is that predominantly I watch horror, and horror is is pretty much a B genre. So I guess maybe what it is is that I feel a little bit sad for my most cherished genre that out the gate it's kind of lower. I w- it would be like if comedy was my favorite genre. I can't really see a comedy f- like a comedy movie with Will Ferrell and, and fucking whatever his name is being like a 10. But but can it? It can probably. Uh but yeah, I think it was just that seeing like horror movies and knowing horror movies are schlocky and they're supposed to kind of be bad and that the years of having people say that's dumb that movie's stupid and me being like but you just don't understand the nuance of horror to be campy you know it's like how many times i showed a girl like evil dead and they're like this is stupid and it's like you don't get it but then i'm being gatekeeper you know then i i I don't know It, it is i guess scaling uh well that's not being gatekeeper like if if someone doesn't like it and you like it, that's well. I'm being like you just don't get it, you know. Like you don't understand, and that's yeah. me saying saying Megan Fox can't like Mortal Kombat is gatekeeping. Saying someone doesn't understand why you like something is not. I didn't say she can't like it. I just said I don't believe, <laughs> I don't believe she's a high level. You just said she can't play it. Yeah, yeah. Sure, she she's definitely. the best friends, but I I I would dare to see her. Uh, go to CEO and compete in a tournament and see what she does against freak, you know, I don't know, Sweaty Butts 92 when he walks up with his leverless fight button pad. Uh, but who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. And God, I would. Sweaty Butts? The thing I, about Sweaty Butts 92? Smooth <laughs> asshole. Smoothest. Yeah. His asshole? Oh my God. It's like fucking. I don't even know. Ice. Unbelievable. The Unbelievable asshole. Slides off. <laughs> well, the mo- the movie rating saga will continue because I think I'm going to try to do some exercise. Maybe I'll share. I'll try to like find what are nines or tens. I don't know if I have any tens. Uh, and I'll start like I want to reevaluate and see where do I really rate these movies. And then I maybe go back and re- it's October, about to be October. So. It's about the time to rewatch the Nightmare on Elm Streets and stuff. So I'm going to be rewatching all of my favorite horror movies. Time to uh, kind of reflect and re-rate some stuff. So whoever wrote that in, uh, if you know us, let us know because I appreciate that. I think that is the question that's got me actually thinking of making some homework myself and uh, figuring out how I feel. Um, I'm going to eat some chili. I'm going to go to Skyline <laughs> Chili. And- I don't think I've ever eaten Skyline Chili, not going to front. Uh, it's a it's local, so I've definitely eaten it. <laughs> That's what I've been inspired to do. Like, <laughs> it sounds it sounds like a ten. You you sold me on it. It's an acquired taste. It's it's Cincinnati chili, so it's different. It's more, it's more of like it's a soup. like a meat sauce. It's like a meat soup. Yeah. Eat, <laughs> and that's the way they cook it. They literally just throw it in a big pot and like yeah. boil the meat down. It, it's just meat soup, dude. It's so good. Yeah. It's really it's burger really... meat soup. It sounds like I would shit blood. Yeah, you would. Oh, you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just, just like meat, salt, and like oil. Like, oh my god. Yeah, that is death for me. I mean, it's not a ten if you don't like squeeze a little juice out of that butthole of yours. Oh Dude, god. It's good if you like salty. I like. I. I 
really, really like salt and salty thing. So it's very, mm. very. We'll go one day. And, be assaulted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if we'll go one day, and if you don't like it, I'll just. Um, well, I'm going to do what you're saying to do. I'm going to I'm going I'm to do the same, but across. I'm going to you know I'm. I, it's always nice to reflect. I'm going to do it on food. I'm going to do it on music, uh, video games. Yeah. Music. music. I'm going to try to rate. I'm I'm rating everything. Yeah. M- music's a tough one. You know, it's going to be the hardest for me is finding the ones. Like, what's a one? Well, could you even get through it? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know that. Walked yeah. out of. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I walked out of a movie called Get Carter way back in the day. Remember that? It's got it's got Sylvester in. It. Yep. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> um, man. It's a tough one. Going back, like yo, I used to love this album. When, like when I was in high school, and then I go back and listen. This isn't good. It's yep. usually new metal. Is uh, he breaking up for everybody else? <laughs> It's like you're coming in now. Discord stuff. Yeah, okay, okay. It's not too bad, but I'm just like, I, I didn't know if it was just me or not. All righty. Well, oh, yeah. And there's another good one. Someone says, what? There should be a comma after that. In your opinion, and then another comma, is the best streaming services and what? I think they mean service or whatever. What are the best streaming services? And- <clears throat> I mean, I like Prime quite a bit. I get my most value out of Amazon Prime. I was um, going to say Prime is up there. I mean, Netflix is pretty great, but I think Prime is... It depends on what you want. I think for shows, Netflix, for Prime. But HBO is good for movies, but it's so expensive. Yeah. Value Yeah, Hulu. Yeah, Hulu's, Hulu's good. I love Hulu. You got all of the Simpsons. You got all of uh, what else? Uh, you have a lot of the, the um, Office, I think. A lot of those movies. What is it? They have the Centurion. No, what is it called? A lot of cartoon shows have uh, kind of retired on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Like, so I mean, yeah. this, like all those old shows you used to watch growing up, uh, Samurai Jack or uh, Powerpuff Girls or most of Cartoon Network. It's all on Hulu. Interesting. I think for the money, especially uh, Apple Plus, you can't really go wrong. Apple's got quality. extremely high quality uh, shows on it. Yeah, and they don't spare any expense. They don't advertise for some reason. I don't. I mean, I guess they don't really need to. But yeah, it's like seven ninety nine a month, and uh, the quality is. I mean, HBO quality. Yeah, it's so. pretty crazy. Yeah. Looks like we're a little divided on this one. A house divided. Doesn't Hulu have yeah, I mean, in collection? Have what collection? Criterion. I um, couldn't tell you. I, I don't know. That's uh, because Criterion, no, no. they have their own Criterion has their own uh streaming service. Oh, they, I'm pretty sure a couple of years ago Hulu was like a proud place of the Criterion collection, which is like a collection of like you know the greatest films. That's where you find like seven and shit. Um, oh yeah, no, it looks like they don't have it anymore. Yeah, because they they have their own channel now. Oh fuck. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, Hulu used to have that. I um, barely watch Netflix unless something comes out specifically. 
that I'm yeah. like waiting on. Like you know, Castlevania I'll watch. I need to finish Witcher. Um but I mostly watch like specific things. I, I don't do a lot of watching. That's my problem. Yeah. I go to movies in the theaters and I play video games. That's it. Yeah, I've noticed that most of the movies that I've watched lately, I go to Prime and just rent them. Like they're not on streaming services, so I just I pay them the two two ninety nine and I just rent it. There was uh, I got I got wrapped in uh, this. There was a guilty pleasure, a reality show that I watched with my cousins, and then I just I watched all of it by myself. What was the show? Love. Love Island. Oh no! How dare you? <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's embarrassing. Like any embarrassing. any of the love shows, I can't. The only reality show I've ever liked, uh, other than Real World um, seasons one and two, when you know that was like the thing, um, was Below Deck, which I watched two Below full Deck, seasons yeah. while I was in the hospital. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I was in the hospital for a week, and it was just a marathon, I guess, on Bravo. And that was the channel the TV was on when I turned it on. And I was like, what the hell is this? And then that's all I did was watch that, and the elderly guy shit his pants next to me. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's the juxtaposition of, like, I, I'm i looking for love. I'm being <coughs> I really want to find my my partner, and then they're like making out with everyone. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a uh, yeah, yeah. I guess I would say Prime. I guess it's you know. I mean, for movies, I'm well. I'm, I mean, obviously, uh, I'm just gonna be honest. YouTube Premium is my favorite thing. I watch it every day. It's my TV. I don't need TV. If I could only have one subscription to a service that streams video content, it would be YouTube. Uh, yeah, I would have seventy to, bucks a month. I gotta agree with you. I like, also I also have YouTube Premium, and I watch it's it. It's seventy day. a month. No, it's ten bucks a month. No, no. I think now it's like fifteen a month. YouTube TV is like seventy. Oh, well, that's YouTube TV. I play for YouTube, oh. which just means there's no ads. Oh, and you okay. get uh, YouTube Music. Yeah, you get YouTube music as well. Well, yeah. So for me, the benefits are no ads, and also you can you can shut your phone screen off, and it'll keep playing. So if I'm at work and I want to, there's gate review, but I don't want to waste my battery playing the video, and I'm not watching it. They they let you close the app, and it turns into an audio thing. So it's That's just cool. It, or yeah, it's more useful. And it's just the amount of YouTube I watch. I watch, I watch I, a lot of YouTube as well. Yeah. Plus, you I can do make too. playlists. You can like I do save too, it but for later. I'm yeah. finding myself struggling to find shit to watch on YouTube now because I only like a certain amount of things and certain amount of people to listen to. I get annoyed of certain shit after a while, and I realized because of the last week's episode, I got to get out of politics for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I got to stop giving a um, fuck. Yeah, political videos. I found well, a way to. You got to go into your history, mm-hmm. delete searches, and delete views that you've seen. Like sometimes somebody will send me like something. Somebody sent me like a like a Death Grips song, and then all of a sudden my YouTube shit was like, "You like Death Grips?" And I'm like, "No, I don't." <laughs> Please remove Death Grips from my algorithm. And YouTube lets you. You just 
it, it might take you some time if like Aaron, it's been a while, so it might I don't know, take some time out of your day. Or if you're on the toilet, like maybe every maybe one of the thirty times you shit per day, like one of those per week. Or like one of them per day for a week. So like seven times a week. Spend that time just going through your views and deleting shit to like kind of clean up your algorithm. Because I've done that a few times and it helps. Because I watch a lot of wackadoo <clears> shit. <throat> so or just I'm- make a new make a new YouTube account. Well, no, I've stopped watching certain channels and shit. Like that's what I've done is just realized like, oh, it's making me angry. So I'll watch like this guy Aaron Brown, who I really like because he's just funny. Um, I just go to like two channels, you know, one's news more than, you know, necessarily politics. And then everything else, I just watch like video uh, game reviews. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll watch uh, movie reviews and uh, uh, tutorials. So like, you know, like mm. After Effects, some Blender shit. Yeah, I do a lot of movie reviews. A lot of like movies explained, ending explained. I shit. had that guy on my shit for a while. Now I don't see any of his, uh, you know, I guess I'm, I skipped a bunch of his uploads and then now it's he doesn't been, show up. It's been doing that to me as well, where it's not showing me the creators I watch, but it's giving me other creators doing mm-hmm. the same. Because there's a lot of video essay people. Oh, uh, yeah. Super, super Eyepatch Wolf is a really good one. Uh, yeah, Super Eyepatch, that Garfield video. Oh, my God. I bring up, I had COVID. And I watched that Garfield one. Dude, it's long. It's like a couple. It's a long one, but it's think, worth it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm thinking it's like three hours or some shit. It's long, but holy fuck. Is, is that it about a, Garfield? It's about, dude, you got to watch it. It's enthralling as all shit. It's crazy. But like, it's what about Garfield? YouTube video. Just about Garfield. It's about the, the prominence and the saturation of the character Garfield and how like, it's really bizarre how this weird ass cat is so prominent in our culture. <laughs> Super bizarre, and it also yeah, have, have you seen the dark, the dark Garfield memes? Yeah, <laughs> and I, 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 I had a John. <laughs> I had a favorite website for a while in early internet days, which was Garfield minus Garfield, where it was just John talking to no one most of the time, and yeah, it made yes. him seem like a really sad lonely person it it, it touches on all of that and like how how did something like that develop like how Mm -hmm. the hell how how do you get yeah yeah i really recommend super eyepatch wolf field documentary and then you'll see how he makes his i wouldn't say films but his videos his films yeah i would would call them films they're they're good enough to good man i remember during that time i went just watching his stuff i think he had one on simpsons i think maybe uh he does a really good job there's other ones but i'm just gonna say him he's, he's really um, I saw i saw another one i don't i forgot who it was but it was like he went like he did the history of disney's fast pass oh and shit it was uh it's like it's like controversial it's like a controversial like video like uh, the history of how it started and why it started and how it's developed, and that's another one I would recommend: the history of the Disney's Fast Pass. Nice. Yeah, there's a lot of weird, interesting shit. That's why I love YouTube. There's so much strange shit on there. 
Yeah, and there's also so much horrible shit too. That's the only thing that sucks. Is <laughs> if there's anything you like, someone's made a huge documentary. Like oh any, yeah, any game you like, someone has made a five-hour in-depth documentary. That's not true. It's yeah, mostly I'm... true, but I found a game that I was looking like I want to read. I want to hear like the history of this game, and there are zero. I was like, what? Like that's a miracle. Okay. Uh, okay. Vanguard Saga of Heroes. Vanguard Saga. Nice. Okay. All right. There's a. You, uh, you have to make it, Aaron. This is your calling. There's a Death of the Game for it um, by Nerd Slayer or whatever studios guy. Um, but yeah, there's no, there's no like true retrospective. Wait, I guess his would be. The call? No, I will not. Vanguard oh. Death of the Heroes. No Saga of Heroes. Oh, Saga of Heroes, my. I'm trying to see Death of the Heroes. <laughs> heroes. Why? <laughs> <laughs> There's reviews, but yeah, yeah. that's uh, it's a little. It's like a a, a lesser talked about game. That's yeah, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like you know, no, no, I know what, what you're saying. Like for the most part, if there's something you like or are interested in game wise, someone has a twelve hour video about it. <laughs> Yeah, like I found like a five hour video on the Batman Arkham games once and watched it. This is fucking dope. Uh, so yeah, you know, <coughs> one and then gaming. I mean, it's obvious. There's two. Obviously, I like the PlayStation one. Um, but you know, and also it's whatever console you have. If you have a Nintendo, whatever console you have, get their streaming service. I, if you have a Nintendo, get their Nintendo shit. It's dope. I like it. There's nowhere else you're going to be able to play those games. I mean, unless you have a. 30 year old computer that can run emulators then you're fine but i i uh i support all streaming services for games you're uh you're what the kids call a bootlicker yeah i'm a bootlicker <laughs> uh next one just says keeping awesome thank you very much uh i'll save that one for later. um this one it's almost october movie recommendations please uh so i don't know throw out some movies i mean there's obvious ones we already find alien Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984. I would... Obscure ones? I would uh, say always, you know, Halloween, the original, is always, like, high up on my list of October movies. Um, Recent movies. So I will say No One's Gonna Save You or whatever the fuck that shit is called. Um, I've really enjoyed that. Um... Tales of Halloween, I saw on streaming somewhere. That's an uh, anthology, which is great. Trick, trick or Treat is good. Um, I like anthologies because they're like short, you know, bite-sized movies. So you can kind of like get more out of it. Um, ooh, Event Horizon needs more love. Watch Event Horizon. Yeah, I, I keep trying to go back to that one. It is good. It's got cool sets and stuff. I haven't been able to make it through, though. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to get through this Halloween. Um, I'm gonna say the autopsy of Jane Doe. I really like that. Autopsy one. of Jane Doe is great. Really downer of an ending, but great movie. Oh, makes the movie for me. For me, really? the ending. For me, the ending takes the movie and just gives it like an extra two point. Like just because I'm a fucking edge lord, and so at the end of the movie, like when when they see when you see the shit and you get it, I'm like, oh man, that that was the one of the coolest things ever. I wish I had known during definitely watching it soon. 
I absolutely love the autopsy of Jane Doe. I'm going to throw out the one of the favorites I always bring up, At the Devil's Door, The Last Will and Testament of Rosalind Lay. Those are great spooky movies. Uh, and then Evil Dead 2013. Yeah, Evil Dead is always going to be up in the top tops. Always, always. Nathan, Jimmy. Uh, I'll do uh, Talk to Me. Talk to Me. Talk to Me. Uh, Talk to Me. Uh, Bo's Afraid. Oh, Bo's, Bo's afraid. afraid, I think. That is an interesting <laughs> suggestion, my friend. It's uh, worth a watch because it's not formulaic. So it's, it's definitely no, not. Uh, old movies, you know. Well, you know, I just go with Kubrick. You know, you want to watch The Shining or 2001: Space Odyssey. You know, uh, Kubrick is he uh, avoids formulaic, but still delivering a full movie. Uh, so I think that's a good mix. You get a little bit of uh, complete anarchy with Bo's Afraid. You get some uh, masterpieces. And uh, some up-and-comers with uh, Talk To Me. Talk To Me. Hell yeah. I don't really watch horror movies because my wife uh, hates them. But uh, I'd say... Beta! If you just want, like... I don't know, just shitty, gory horror movie, watch Terrifier. Terrifier 2. I couldn't get through Terrifier. That's one movie that, like, I went in thinking I was going to love it. And I don't know. There's something about it that I feel like it feels contrived, if that makes sense. Like, mm. I don't know. What you mean. Uh, but people love it. So I, I don't want to say it's not a good movie. Like, I know I'm in the, I'm in, like, the, the small community of I didn't love it. All right. So you think it's like, oh, I could see that. I could see that too. Yeah, I think it's from the. It seems a little. The first one was so little money that they had to force some of the scenes. Like you know, it does seem contrived. Like, like this is just happening so the script can go forward. But But, uh, Art the Clown is cool as a design. Like, yeah, the clown is super cool. And I feel like the guy who plays Art really loves the role. You know. You want to see yeah, someone we, like that succeed. We watched the like, or, like movie where he first showed up kind of thing, and it was nuts. Oh, All Hallows Eve? I watched that too. Maybe. Yeah, that's the that first one. That's an anthology as well. He shows up in it, but it's like, there's so much other shit going on. <laughs> yeah. I heard the sequel to um, Terrifier is just insanity. Like, uh... I mean, there's some. Wa- That's the other thing. Like, if you want to see some crazy ass kills, definitely watch Terrifying. Mm. It's got to be because if the first one was that fucking crazy, like that gory and like brutal, if they up it, because I didn't. Chain, it, he like, yeah, the best one in the first one's like he's got that girl chained up and he chainsaws her from like his <laughs> badge up through her head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but in the next one, like. He murders this girl and like she's still alive when her parents get home, but she's like her skin's all peeled off and shit, and it's yeah, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Fuck you. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, it's a, I, I'd recommend it. The I, I guess you know start with the first one. Yeah, for sure. It's the chainsaw to the vag. <laughs> It's just so ridiculous. <laughs> it is. It, it doesn't 
feel real because it's like the, no, the dummy yeah. the dummy's moving like it's it's lightweight so it's like moving in a way where it doesn't feel grotesque but, but it's funny because like they keep cutting to art's face and he's just like having the time of his life that's what i like about it because he's just like really enjoys the, being a murderer i really think yeah. it was everyone around art that i didn't like like it was just it just felt too low budget like the yeah. acting I, I just I remember you the main watch it girl. For art. Yeah, I watch it to ha- for him to have like successful crazy ass kills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That I can see. And if you're, it's like you said, if you like like gore and you want just pure like, it's kind of eighties horror. Like you know, the closest thing we're gonna get to it now. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, my nose is running. Um. Yeah, and then I'll also throw in uh, House of the Devil. It's really good too. House of yes. And oh, we, did we say The Exorcist? Oh, we of gotta, course. We gotta recommend The uh, Exorcist. Yeah, it's just favorite. a it's rite of passage. You have to see The Exorcist. I mean, it's long, <clears throat> really long, <laughs> but the first act is good. The Exorcist well, I mean, is amazing. It starts off, the third. Starts off with uh, with you know with Reagan like, ah, fuck me, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the cross. Like, I mean, that's that's gonna catch your attention. Fuck yeah, dude. I say if you uh, you recommended um, House of the Devil, which is amazing. If you like Ty West, I would recommend uh, X and then Pearl. Pearl was really, really good. And Maxine's yeah, coming out soon. Those. Nice. All those Ty West movies, those are all great recommendations. Yeah. Innkeepers, I really loved, but I didn't love the ending. It's another downer kind of ending. So it may actually be good um, if you like that you know, Jesse, like if that's something that actually resonates with you, like kind of the nobody wins. Yeah. Um, alrighty. So that's good for that. Oh, another thing. I went to a dollar store and I a Mass Effect anime for a dollar. They have a Mass Effect anime? Yeah. It's supposed to be really bad. It was a dollar. So I bought it. <laughs> I've been counting wanting to watch uh, Edge Runners again before the drop, too. Oh god! Talk about it. Cyberpunk's out, dude. The uh, update was supposed to come out tomorrow, but it dropped like oh, did it? Nice. Days ago, yeah, they just dropped it on like Friday. So well, there was a 2.0 update. Yeah, I don't think that was the DLC though. No, that's what I meant. The two point. I thought the 2.0 update was coming out with the DLC, but it came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm just fighting not to install it because. I am already juggling all these games. I can't even play Lies of P. <coughs> already... And they recommend you like starting a new game before. Yeah, the game. I'm for sure starting over, and I'm yeah. making making a syndicate chick. Like I'm doing the opposite. I did a street kid dude last time, so I want to make a syndicate girl this time. And like, is it a paid oh, yeah. DLC or is it free? It's severely paid. It's like paid. Th- yeah. thirty to forty bucks. Okay, because I remember be like sixty hours of content. <laughs> No, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just remember, didn't they originally? Oh no, they said they were going to give free DLC, but then there would be paid expansions, right? I think they always said that. Yeah, which kind of like well, uh, they Witcher. do free updates. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they did updates. They didn't really do DLC, really, but they did. They did fix the game last year, but this is the big one. This is the one where now we have vehicle combat, we have weapon overhauls, we the entire skill tree system and leveling system completely new and different and redone. So I think it'll be a little bit easier, not technically easier, but it'll be whatever. I'll just use the word easier. It'll be easier to 
really like build the type of character you want. Because at least for me last time, the level tree was too overwhelming. It was too much all at once. And now it's kind of split into segments. I don't really know fully how it works because I haven't played it yet. But I want to. It's just I know that once I go back into Night City, I'm going to be there for a while. Oh, yeah. Really, really enjoyed that game. Like, I only get, like, enraptured into games like that every now and then. Elden Ring, Dark Souls, Cyberpunk did it, the Assassin's Creed games do it, where I get really, like, I live there for, like, two months. See, I had the opposite again, and I I wanted to like Cyberpunk, I just didn't. So good. I think, I think I don't like Cyberpunk. Like, I, I think I'm a fantasy dude, you know? Like, I think it's just something preference-wise, because... I yeah. think the writing was good, but I'm just like, eh, I don't really care about, just like... Just look at it as a digitalized fantasy. That's all. Yeah, but there's no monsters. Yeah, I need monsters. I mean, Monster. I don't know. Some of the mech dudes is kind of... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I always remember when the big mech guy, <clears throat> Smasher, he's like... Yeah. He's like, oh, look. Up, man. A, 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 f- a fuckable lump of meat or something. He calls you like a fuckable <clears throat> chunk something and i always just picture the giant robot guy fucking like a ball ball of flesh that he like he takes you and mashes baseball and just well i'll say for 30 bucks too that's not that's that's a good price for an expansion i'm glad they're at least not being like 70 dollars. even though you know like the argument could be made it's you know 60 hours of content that's a full game but you know right you mean could also be you fucked us so hard on the initial re- give us this. Yeah, I mean, I'm- Cyberpunk broke one of my best friend's hearts. Like, it was the last game he was like, this is going to be it. And then he... What? I was very excited. Yeah. I bought it two different... I bought it on console and PC. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, got the fucking Ultimate Edition, like the $300 yeah. one. Like, he was I mean, ready. I mean, Witcher 3 fans were like... Yeah, that's who he oh was. Oh my gosh. He loved... Another game. <laughs> he loved Witcher 1 so much, he went and read all the books, and then played all the games. You know, like, he he just loves the Witcher mm-hmm. world, and he was like, oh, yeah. CD Projekt Red is the only company I trust. I was like, dude, FromSoft's the only one. They've never missed, knock on wood. But... yeah. But at that point, CD Projekt Red was the only other company, really, that was, like, being good to gamers. Yeah. And in the end, what they did with Cyberpunk wasn't necessarily, like, bad for gaming. It just was a bad game. Like, it it launched in a shitty state, you know? Well, I think it was an example of forced release. Like, they, they couldn't say, look, we really need another six months. What they needed to do was stop their fucking fans from overhype like they needed to set expectations like they let it get you know they hyped it up pretty good though themselves yeah it's true honestly with that especially with the Keanu stuff and everything yeah the worst of that ever though will always be no man's sky i i will like cyberpunk was a disappointment but it was still at least close enough to you know the game no man's sky they let people think was gonna be something impossible I don't know, dude, because what happened to Cyberpunk has never happened where it was deleted from the store. Like, they they removed it. They disappeared that game. That was because of performance, though, right? 
Like it was breaking yeah, systems. It did perform bad. Yeah. yeah. It didn't I, work. <clears throat> and I will say, they did say, like, you can live in this world. You can go into every building, and then you couldn't go no. into any buildings. Like, no. And uh, yeah. I'll give the. I'll give this example. Uh, God rest his soul, my Marcos. I love him. He is the reason we say uh, I stand with Zack Snyder, Marcos' original. And Marcos was just a lovable fuck who just loved the things he loved and would make excuses for anything. And Marcos loved Blade Runner. And he loved cyberpunk stuff. So when cyberpunk was going to come out, he was just so excited. And... If there was anybody who was going to forgive them for cyberpunk, it was Marcos. He was going to just overlook it. He doesn't care. He just loves what he loves. And he, and he, and I remember when it came out, he's like, fuck it, cyberpunk. It's so good. And then I remember after a week, he's like, man, this shit's busted, bro. This shit sucks. And for him to say that means you're game. <laughs> yeah. Because he will forgive anyone. He- He's the opposite of me, and he used to get he used to get mad at me. I remember you would always tell me like he's pissed like at whatever episode was that I was hating on Man of Steel or whatever, you know. I would try to get him to listen to our podcast. I try to get him to listen to our episode with our my friend Brian because it was about Star Wars, and he couldn't listen because he was like it's just, just negativity, man. Because Marcos is a <laughs> Marcos is a uh, Marcos <coughs> like a prequel apologist, but like to the end. He's like Phantom Menace is amazing, you know. Like, <laughs> and it's like, it's like I, I feel I, it sucks. We never had him on, and I, God, if I could, like, if I could have a guest, somebody asked recently in the past, like, who would you have on the show? I wish I could have Marcos again because he is so knowledgeable about film in general. But he, when he loved something, he loved it. So for him to look at Cyberpunk and have been like, "Yo, this shit is busted and it sucks," like your game's really bad if he says that because. Sans was Zack Snyder, hand over heart. Um, but yeah, so uh, Cyberpunk's going to be fun. I look forward to that. Uh, we got two more. Mir says, really surprised all of you aren't playing Armored Core. What's the deal? Before I answer, I'm going to answer four of these guys before they answer. One, there's too many fucking games right now. So Yeah, dude. One. One and, of those oh, I just have zero interest in it. Yeah, it just same. Looks like mechanical, like uh, arcade game. I just don't yeah, know. I'm not interested. Honestly, I'll buy it because I have to own every FromSoft game. But um, oof. big oof, guys! I'm telling you, you guys are eventually going to get your hands on this shit, and you're going to go, "Holy shit!" Now I'm says ca- the guy not playing Liza P, bro. But I'm not playing Liza P because I have so much on my plate, and I know how dope it is. <coughs> I want to give it the time to where I know like I'm not gonna be jumping around because right now I'm fucking up I'm fucking over all these games I'm fucking over Armored because right after that then the crew came out then Mortal Kombat and I Baldur's Gate so I'm kind of dicking over all of these games because I'm playing all of them at little bits at a time instead of really delving into one at a time and experiencing it the best game I played this year is Armored and I feel like I've kind of ruined it by dipping in and out. I wish I would have just stayed. I wish it would have come out when nothing else out, nothing else was out. Like, I'm pretty sure when, I think what I'm hoping to do is, I'm hoping for Lords of the Fallen to come out, and I'm going to stop everything I'm doing, and I'm only going to play Lords of the Fallen. I really hope it's not bad. Because I want it to be, I hope it's like Lies of P good. Because if not, I should probably just get Lies of P and wait. Um, There's just so much out right now yeah i would oh good sorry no i'm just saying i i 
I'm hoping that I'm right, that I feel like when you guys get your hands on Armored Core, I think you're going to love it. But then I, I do fear, Aaron, there's a few bosses. They've had, they've had to patch bosses that are so mm-hmm. hard yeah. that they the game. So now it's okay because they've patched them. But there are... The very first boss is a helicopter that tricks you. Like I, I think I fought it literally maybe fifteen times, until I realized, oh, they, they're trying to teach you to use your dash. Uh, but then there's Balteus and the Sea Spider. Those two things were so difficult. There were the two walls for me that completely held me up and fucked my game up. And those are specifically the two bosses they had to patch. And now they're manageable. They're still tough. Um, I just feel like if you're in a ragey mood. I've only really found a couple of bosses in Armored Core. Everything else feels pretty fair. And the control is amazing. It looks amazing. I, I'm i not into mech customization shit, but I, I'm in there like calculating shit and changing my... And I love it. Like half the game is in your garage. And I usually don't like that stuff. But for some reason, it's so accessible and it's so respectful of your time where I don't feel like I have to put in an hour. I can literally just play for 15, 20 minutes if I want to get something done. I, I just really think it is good. Also, the the one of, you know the dope strategy guide is up order on Amazon. I know. Right I almost ordered it. I almost ordered it too, but then I realized did you I get dozens of books. Did you get your second uh, part of the Elden Ring? That one came for me. Yeah, I opened it and then put it in my bookshelf. I, I haven't even unshrink wrapped it yet. I don't think I did the first one either because I'm like, I gotta stop selling books that look nice because I keep buying them and I'm not. I gonna know. Do- I got the art one and the art book's not that great. It's very nice, like nicely made, but it's just like paintings of, like what well, what I saw was like paintings of the swamp and like you know like landscapes. I'm like, of all the things that doesn't have the best like vistas, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of Souls art, Vati's book came out when mm. we talked a couple of weeks ago, where he uh, he told everybody who wants to make art for like Dark Souls themed art that I'll that I can you know use for a contest. And then he took everyone's art and made a book. This motherfucker wants one hundred and thirty dollars for his. Book. Yeah, bro. Uh, the art book that FromSoft released was like thirty bucks, and it's a no, hardback. It's it beautiful. 50. It oh, it was fifty. I think you're right. Three, four hundred pages of official Dark Souls art. Vati's book, while it has, and I'm not trying to shit on him, he has it has nice art in it, but it's all like fanfic art of shit that's from nothing. It's not Souls art, so it's not like official Dark Souls art. It's just it's kind of it's not his art either, right? Like he didn't <laughs> make any of it. No, he he went on the internet and said, "I'm having a contest. If you want to submit art to me, you know." Just know that you're giving up the rights to your art. You're submitting it to me for a contest. And I don't know what he did. He probably said, whoever wins, I'll give you this or that. But, and this is fine. This is completely legal and okay. And also, it's the way to do business. He he did he did a smart thing. He said, and, you know, and, and he's such a big creator. So many people were like, oh, I love Vadi Vidya. I would give him some art. It's like your mom's house where people submit music that they make. And it's really great music. Your mom's house isn't out here making fucking records and selling CDs, but Vati just took all that art and he just put it in a book and sold it. And he wants $130 for a fucking art book. It's kind of He'll get it. He'll get it. Yep. Yep. Um, So yeah, that's why we're not all playing. There's just so many games 
it's not calling to these guys, but we'll get to it. I have faith. No, I won't. <laughs> it has zero appeal to me at all. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so bad is because it's so good. Oh, that's okay though. Not everything's free. I don't I think by the time even like I had an open opportunity to play a different game, I that I'll never think of that game. Yeah. Like it just yeah. it has zero appeal to me now, so I, it's not gonna stay in my memory of games to play. Okay, more for me. Uh yeah. and the last one. I think this is okay to touch. It's like last week was politics and we had to delete half the show. Uh, this week, we, this week's religion, but this person just asks, are any of you religious and what religion were you guys raised up in? I don't think we're religious. Are we anybody? Does anybody kind of conform or follow a, a, a doctrine or a dogma? I am agnostic and I was raised Catholic. Okay, I was not raised in a church at all, and I am nothing. And Nate, you said you're Hindu. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm learning that I'm more spiritual than I give myself credit for. Okay. I was. uh, My. I was raised. My mom's atheist. My. uh, My dad's side of the family is like hardcore Christian. Like. Running down the aisles, like speaking in tongues. Oh, apostolic. Bap- or no. Yeah. Is it Baptist? That's Pentecostal. No. Pentecostal, apostolic, Pentecostal. Yeah, I think and, Baptist is. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, yeah, and I'm not sure what the difference is with Baptists. They believe in the baptism for sure. Yeah, there's just so many sects of Christianity, Baptist, Latter day Saints. So many fucking different ones. Uh, I guess I'm fairly, I guess I'm agnostic because I don't believe or not believe in God. Because I don't believe in God because I don't believe there's a humanoid brain mindset, mind, like dude or thing that thinks the way we do. Uh, but I also don't really believe that this could all be happenstance. That's I was talking to Kelsey about that this weekend actually. I was like when you think about how all of our organs and shit work together and how like all of everything of every species, you know, not even getting into like non uh living things and inorganic materials, you know, like none of it makes sense. So I'm like it's yeah. tough to it's tough to argue against like aliens, bro. Sure. But that would be a god, right? That'd be some sort of higher power. I'm not saying God exists. I'm saying it's hard to argue against like a higher power at some point. And, you know, nature could be that higher power, right? And in some, in most ways is. So I'm not here to say that I believe in God. I just, I don't, the reason I'm agnostic is I don't think anyone can know whether or not God exists or not. The overwhelming evidence that we are provided with by existing on the planet is that there is not a caring or loving, intelligent being you know, dictating our lives. I wouldn't have three assholes if something <laughs> loved. Why oh, the fuck? The other co-hosts now <laughs> makes sense. All come together. <laughs> Shit! It goes all the way to the top. <laughs> yeah. Feel like there's not. Well done. There's well not, done. There's not like a god buddy, but I do feel like intelligent design may. may take some sort of 
kind of place here somewhere. I, so I don't know. Um, I, I, I definitely do like, uh, sympathy for the devil. And I definitely do, uh, kind of like, I'll take the mantle of the Judeo Christian myth as if it were real. And I take the side of the morning star or Lucifer or Satan, because like I was raised very Christian. I was raised as a Jehovah's witness. A lot of people go, oh my God, they're so weird. That's crazy. Not really. Jehovah's Witnesses, a lot of people think it's weird. They really are just more shocked by the knocking on your door and that becomes a big joke. And then they go, you're crazy. Jehovah's Witnesses are just basically Christians who play it really safe. They don't do holidays because most holidays are tied to saints. It's like Christians only worship God, but Catholics worship God and then a whole pantheon of little tiny gods. So it's like, oh, my tummy hurts. I'm going to pray to Saint boo-boo oh my car's battery died i'm gonna pray to saint mashuka so like that's kind of like the difference between christianity and catholicism one just worships god one worships yeah but if you don't let your kids have like fucking birthdays fuck you (laughs) no i I feel you on that so that's another thing you know so like so drove's witnesses don't do holidays because most of them are tied to pagan gods drove's witnesses don't necessarily say that you are not allowed to celebrate your birthday they don't because of this reason they don't celebrate birthdays because nowhere in the bible well nowhere does jesus or god ever bring up it's your birthday dog celebrate it and there's only two examples in the bible of people celebrating their birthdays and on both occasions they were beheaded so so they look at that i'm not defending them i'm just explaining why they have this thought of hey maybe don't aggrandize yourself and be so like self-focused and have a day of myself they just think kind of hey man if jesus never did it like maybe maybe we shouldn't do it so that's why they don't uh i did i hated it i did let a uh mormon lady talk to me for like an hour one time (laughs) Uh, she knocked on the door and i felt bad i was like i mean have have some water and yeah. she was like, can I talk to you? I'm like, sure. And so she tells me all this stuff. And she's like, will you read my little book? And I was like, sure. Come back tomorrow. I'll tell you, you know, what I think. I was like, I'm going to tell you right now. It's a 99.9 repeating percent chance that I'm going to tell you I still don't believe in God. But you know what? I'll go in with an open mind and I'll read your book. And I read it and she was like, thank you. And then the next day she came back. and I was like, oh, yeah, that's all bullshit. That was nonsense. But I was like, I appreciate that, you know, you took the time to try and, in your estimation, rescue me. You know, I think that's important. And I think it's, uh, there's good work there. You might rescue someone. It ain't going to be me. There's a lady at my job who tells me all the time, you know, Jesus loves you, right? I'm like, "Mm." and she's like, no, he does. I'm like, he's got a real weird way of showing it. She's like, why do you (laughs) say that? I'm like, I've had surgery on my asshole three times this year. (laughs) <laughs> this was last year. Actually, it was four. I'm like, so where in that is the love? Is that a result of the love? Are we talking like homosexual love? <laughs> what What are we doing here? And she was like, <laughs> she was like, well, but hey, you know, God puts things in your way so you overcome them. I'm like, I wish he wouldn't. <laughs> well, be yeah, fucking I mean, cooler if it was easy. I don't believe that. Like, God should make our lives easy peasy. Like, I understand the struggle and stuff. Nah, like, bro. We- God, a loving God cannot exist, in my opinion, because little kids get cancer and shit. There's literal zero reason for that. And I know, like, 
I know that there's all these answers that people give, but no, if you boil it down, people get hit by like fucking coconuts and die walking down the street. No, there's a good one. There's a girl who was hit by a car and paralyzed, and then it took like years, and she was able to walk again, and she got hit by a car. <laughs> no. Paralyzed, dog. No, gotta be there. I'm, I'm blood sacrificing everything and going straight to hell. Oh yeah, I'm literally worshiping the devil at that point. I'm becoming the devil. That poor girl, dude. That must really suck. But um. But yeah, I still answer the door. Like, I, so I have to be very careful because my mother is still a Jehovah's Witness, very much so, and I I respect her, and you know, I don't want to take that from red pill her like that because some people need it, you know, and it's fine. But I don't do it at home anymore. But I uh, live on my own, or if I'm out and I engage them in the street, when I see them, like, I love talking to them because I used to do that. I used to knock on people's doors and, and preach. I used to give talks in front of. 200 people and shit read the bible and give a like what they would do is they'd give you a section of the bible and be like here write a talk about this and okay so i read the thing i gotta make an intro an outro i did all that shit through my youth so like i converted like an 80 year old woman i don't like i was like a kid and i knocked the woman's door and like six months later she like changed her religion and her course of her of her life felt really weird and guilty about but i like talking to them because i know what they have i know what they have to say and i just want to give this little cheat code to anybody ever dealing with anyone who is trying to convince you about some sort of religious thing or they want to save you the example that i find this is the 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 example that got me out i left at 16 basically when i just stopped wanting to go to church i was like fuck this i want to stay home and jerk off play fucking playstation uh they teach you that god reads hearts God is all-knowing. God reads hearts. So I just realized, wait a minute. God reads hearts. The fuck do I need you guys for? I'll take it up with him at the end. Like, if you're telling me God reads hearts, and he's put us on this earth, and that when I die, I'm going to be judged, if I get to the gates, and whoever's standing there says, nah, you're not good enough to come in, I don't want to go in. I don't want anything to do with your fucking club. You don't want me in there. So... Why should I have to conduct myself in a certain way to appease the governing body of human imperfect men who are going to judge me? Nah, and them motherfuckers just want your money anyways. Exactly. That's the worst part. So, then they're like, you got to tithe. I'm like, bitch, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, I'll yeah, take that up with God at the end, too. We'll tally up. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a member. I'm with you, Jesse, the, uh, being a Satanist. I wanted the, uh, to. There's a satanic temple, uh, satanictemple.com, and you can sign up, and you can be a Satanist. Yeah, you get a little card. Yeah, I you like... A card. <clears throat> I wanted and to... All of, the, all of the money that they get through these donations and the membership, it all goes to legal uh, because they sue. <laughs> they sue the states. They fight for abortion rights. And what the argument is is that the satanic temple is a church and an abortion is a uh a sacred religious uh right it's a uh ritual. like it's ritual exactly and so uh they've sued texas they're in a lawsuit with uh arkansas boston missouri and so um i mean i i, I don't really 
I don't really care. Like, I, I don't... To go, like, Aaron, you were saying how impressive it is, like, our organs and how everything is so yeah. complex and how it works. Like, everything, like, to have, like, a whoa moment, right? Like, everything on the planet, all of us, the planets, the stars, like, it all comes, we're all made from materials of a dying star, right? Like, the Big Bang and then, like, all these other universes that mm -hmm. are imploding onto each other. This is how oxygen was made and helium and all these materials like it where our life is we're here because of dying stars yes that's no that's kind of crazy right yeah, it's super and so there's no it's not like from birth it's from a dying star and it's like i think that talks to the abyss of it all like there's, there's just nothing there's nothing really there but that doesn't mean that because you have two choices right you could either accept it like just all right shit well you know there's nothing i come from nothing i come from a dying star and you know that's a miserable life if you just go that route <laughs> or you could wear religion kind of the cheat code that religion provides and you know is that it gives you optimism and of course religion has been used in malicious ways but the benefit why so many people are religious right and there's so many different religious religions through time because we need fucking answers like how the fuck are we here from you know from nothingness like, how did you get into that body? Like, I, I know I'm in this one. I don't know how I got in this one. But, like, how are you in there? Do you know how you got in there? Yeah, that's the real crazy part is is really understanding your consciousness. And that's, like, those are, like, the woe moments where it's, like, how is Like, I, I think my thing, Aaron, when you were saying, like, our bodies and our organs, for me, I think it, it's art. I look at, like, I look at my bookshelf and I see, like, my Street Fighter trade. I'm just, like, what the fuck even is that? Like these little drawings and music, like let alone cre like creation itself. But the fact that we make art and shit and to go with what Nate's saying with the, you know, technically the, the star thing, it's a huge part of like occultism. So I, I did, a, obviously I was raised super Christian. So I hit 14 and the devil was my best friend. And then when I hit my thirties, late twenties, no, my late twenties, I got into like occultism and I got into some weird cult shit. And started learning that stuff and like occultism and like Satanism, Oriental Templar shit and secret society shit. It all that occult stuff is, I'll just say it's like Satanism stuff. It's about how much power you have as being. Like every man and every woman is a star. The universe revolves around you. You are literally made of stardust. So the cool thing about like Satanism and occultism that it takes that power and it gives it to you so that you can understand. You actually are a god yourself, which is cool to think. But then I'm like, hey, bitch, where's my powers? But I'm but yeah, to make it like in simple terms, because yeah, it gets really abstract when you start talking about powers. But I mean, like, there's the negative route where it's just everything sucks, there's nothing, and there's no meaning to anything because it comes from nothing. But or you can be optimistic, like, oh, you know, I thank God I have problems. I mean, and I say thank God, like, not like. There's a man in the sky, but like, thank the universe, thank the stars that I have problems because now I have a great story. 
think, you know, I, 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 I can overcome something, you know, just being naive. And that's what religion gives people because now they have this higher power that they can pray to like, Oh, thank you God for making me like your shining story, you know, for making me the person that I, and, uh, that's just going to help you be have a better time in this short little trip around the sun. You're just going to enjoy it better if you're like, hey, shit, it's a good thing I have these problems. Like, not necessarily that it really is a good thing, but if... And you don't... Not that you're living a lie, not that you're tricking yourself, but yeah. it's it's complicated. But the, the cheat code is, like, religion. And I'm I'm not I don't I'm not a religious person, but I mean I I see why I see why it's so popular. Well, for those but, those I don't mean to be rude, but for those ugh, maybe this is a, for those weak enough to accept is it's it's my issues. People that are religious, I feel like let them have it because they need it because they they aren't aware enough to realize that it doesn't make sense. Like, well, you're saying, the, yeah, no, but yeah, because look look at this though, like the. For you to start asking the questions that led you to where you are, Jesse, in your uh, in your mental, I don't know, in your education, I don't know what you would call it, your spirituality, mm-hmm. the tribulation, the the problems and the, the bullshit you had to put up with, like, of course, who in their right mind would ask these questions if they're just living a normal life? So it's it, it sounds bad when you say like, oh, those who are... are who are weak enough or not strong enough, but of course, why, you know, nobody's working out to be like a spiritual buff dude. Like, why would they? So of course, of course, everyone's going to be spiritually weak. Yeah. And it's, it's very powerful what you were saying about kind of the perception you have of your life. I actually saw a Stephen Colbert thing recently. Where he said something similar. Oh, about, I love that one. Yeah. I saw that one. Yeah. But being grateful for the problems you have, because it's you have like it is it's a gift to exist and not to go there we already know sad boy summer but like i still have a lot of shit that really bums me i wake up a lot of days and i wish i didn't and i have a lot of like mental struggles and i have a it's it's hard out here for a pimp and um sometimes you have to look at just like i gotta look up sometimes and see like wow nice the sky it sounds stupid. It sounds lame. It sounds cringy, but yeah, you're broke. You're lonely. Your car, your car tire just blew out, and fucking this, you, this person just died, and life is horrible. But there's always something to like, like what Michael J. Fox said is, if you can find something to be grateful, for, you can push on. You can keep going. Like you can always find something to be grateful for. It's, it's hard because I don't do that. I I focus on the negative and me everything is the worst. Life is the worst. It's over. It's meaningless. There's no point. Aaron hears this. I'm it's devoid of meaning. Why am I even here? Right. And it, it's it's me, me, me. Uh, yeah. My life, my life, my life. But now if you look at like Eastern, a lot of Eastern uh philosophy and Eastern religion, like they uh if you there was a uh, there's an old problem there's probably an old answer right but like when you abolish the the ego the the i and you start being grateful like if you start thinking of other people 
then you're not focusing on your problems, right? And so then I, it's now I, we're putting into words something that's very difficult. Like I'm, I'm not saying like I do this. I'm not, I'm not saying like I'm a pro that I, I'm super grateful or I'm a Buddhist monk. I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm with you, Jesse. I have a lot of problems. I'm very egotistical. <laughs> I, I have a lot of ambition. You know, I, I wanted, you know, I wanted to, anyways. But the only thing that's going to help, or what's helped me, and I'm sure what's going to help you, is is what you said yourself. Yeah, the gratitude, right? Then when you start appreciating things in your life, it's you start loosening the grip on me, 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 and it's like, yeah, no, but I have this. I have my friend, or I have a, you know other things that are outside of you. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, I, I think that this is something we could talk about forever. But uh, I, I think I'll, I'll close it off with a Eastern here. Close it off with a prayer. I'm gonna quote. Uh, close it off by a quote from Confucius. It is only when the mosquito lands on your balls that you realize there is a way to solve problems without you. Yeah, the problem is you broke up during that entire thing. <laughs> oh, bummer. Then you guys won't hear it ever. Uh, you basically said, there's a skeeter on my Peter, whack it off. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I think we could talk about that for a but we've been here. I think we did it. You guys we... know where to find us. Email us at nerdsthepodcast.gmail.com. <coughs> Instagram, Nerd Podcast. Jimmy, tell them about your show. Uh, I do a podcast called Rock With Hop. I invite guests on to talk about one of their favorite bands and, uh... Just some general rock stuff. Fuck yeah, dude. Nathan, where do they find you? I'm starting my cold at the Satanic Temple, Nathan'sChurch.com. <laughs> and so we can all just sign up there and uh, the donations will go to uh, a orgy. Fuck yeah. We're, and if you attend the orgy, Nathan will take pictures of your butthole for your dating profile. <laughs> going to smooth it out with Photoshop. Yeah. Make we'll, you look super we'll, old. We're just going to yank the balls a little bit and stretch it out. Smooth it out. We did it. We love you guys. Goodbye forever. Yeah, take care of yourselves, guys. Bye. Say bye, Nate. Hail Satan. Oh, shit.